0: This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Not sure what to give or receive as a gift this holiday season? Might we suggest Manscaped? Manscaped is the ultimate gift, and they're here to change the men's grooming game. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com.
1: and Welcome to episode 450 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Daniel Evans Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com/slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who else is joining me at the this
0: level? Ooh, guy who can't come up with a funny name on the spot, Chris Antista. That's a first. I got you. I got frameworks you. Chris
2: Antista. How about that?
0: <laughs> I got you. Ready,
2: That's boo. fine.
3: I got a I gotta line for myself anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's so much drama in the DLC. It's hard being oh. me, Mr. Matty C. Allen. You almost rhymed good. C with C. And
1: special guest. <laughs> Science uh, <is> too tight.
3: <laughs> hey, it's Tony Wilson. I like to think of myself as the Jorts the Cat of this podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: very, very topical. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Referencing a meme from today, which is uh, Wednesday.
3: Just want to date the episode, you know. Yeah,
1: well, may, may as well, because this is our final quote-unquote live episode of the year the next two will be canned episodes that we record ahead of time to get into our game of the year countdown and i decided because it's it's always a massive undertaking to edit that fucking thing why not split it into two episodes and give myself a break as well as the listeners who now get it in a more digestible package so next week we'll be talking about numbers 10 through 6 and then the following week 5 through 1 what? I'd like well, to maybe. also think
2: we, we don't rush through it. Like sometimes because we know we have 10 shows in one show, we kind of rush through each entry. This time we, we let them breathe a little yeah, bit when yeah. we know it's five and five. Yeah, so. I
3: hope no one's tired of my voice because you're about to hear it for those next oh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I just
2: want to make clear, you're getting the value. Trust me, folks. You're getting the value out of those two shows. Uh, oh, yeah. And it wasn't just Michael's idea. Me and Chris were like, Michael, go easy on yourself. Split it up, baby. Split it up. Split it
1: up. Uh, but yeah, we've got we've got a fun show this week. So before we do our game of the year stuff, traditionally, I like to do like a smaller best of the year show that is dedicated to say like best remakes or remasters. And this time, I thought like you know there's been a lot of good DLC this year. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do the show about that? Uh, top five DLC of 2021. I thought it, I thought
0: it was appropriate just because you know. Not a lot of new games land the last week or so of December, so maybe you want mm-hmm. to enhance the ones you already have. Oh yeah.
2: Well, and if it makes you feel better, two of these were tied to remakes anyway. Like you kind of yeah, you got them to. when you bought the you got the remake when you bought the DLCs. So oh, hmm. there you go.
1: Oh yeah, that's kind of true. And you know, we don't we don't hit everything. We don't try to be comprehensive because this is our show. We get to be subjective. Why the fuck not? It's about things we liked. <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> that's how this works.
0: <laughs> it's how this works. So, but it's, it's just
3: you mean this podcast isn't objective? You don't just look at Metacritic and I think, yeah. think Michael,
0: Michael's saying that because you know back in the day when at least I interacted with Twitter more, uh, declaring a top something meant. Everyone can yell at me for my decision. So I think Michael throws it out there as a caveat, like, shut up. I don't, I'll listen to your <laughs> exactly. podcast to learn your top five. I didn't, but I didn't ask. So <laughs> just,
2: I... Tony, you, you almost went into your, whatever, Snorlax or whatever the fuck that character was that we what? established earlier this year. My favorite Snorlax? character of the year.
3: Oh, 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 uh, (laughs) Tyrax. Yes, (laughs) Tyrax. Tyrax and Snorlax are two very different things. I know. I was just just trying to
2: appeal to the youngins with their Pokemon reference. Snorlax, I choose you. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrax, Snorlax, team up. Good Lord. Uh,
3: That's part of the VG's best new character, Tyrax. Dukalax. Dukalax,
2: What you take, you know, when you when you got to have a little help. Mm.
3: Where is Tyrax, diuretic?
2: Tyrax's kind of, stool I needs to be of, softened.
3: He's about 60% of the way to just being the monarch. That's what the that yeah, voice is. just is. realized.
0: <laughs> feel that they're not they afraid of the Tyrac. It's not fair <laughs> because that show is basically voiced by two people doing every impression under the sun for every character. <laughs> That's, that true. Is. Yeah. That's true. So,
2: someone do Dr. Girlfriend, sweetie.
0: I'll do <laughs> Trucules. <laughs> I don't even remember how Trucules sounded.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I did amazing do a, that- a whole D&D campaign where my character was basically uh, Brock Samson <laughs> as an orc. and just
0: walking around <laughs> like, we're going to save these kids. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Even the monarch in one of the episodes <laughs> is like, he's the henchman. Which one? The one who sounds like Ray Romano.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you mean?
1: <laughs> just, it's, it's just amazing oh, no. that Dr. Girlfriend started out as a one- take, joke, and manage to become a really three-dimensional fleshed-out character yeah. with this voice the entire time. Who entire looks like
3: Jackie Onassis for some reason.
0: <laughs> Who the hell is Jackie Onassis? So no the Ness. 60s.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: Don't I'm you so know everybody likes to- me? Talking it's about there in my <laughs> show name. So glad
0: to be talking about video games instead of being around my father talking about conspiracies surrounding JFK's assassination. That oh, was one of the worst oh, conversations boy, I've yeah. ever had. I am
3: so it. grateful that, uh, no, you know what? I'm not getting into that on this podcast. Just, <laughs> just,
1: just make him watch Slacker and get it out of his system. I, like, I'm
3: just, oh, okay, I'm gonna go more general. I'm very glad members of my family did not discover QAnon, because ugh. they were they would be. They would fall into it. And I'm glad oh. it didn't happen. I'm glad the heyday of that is basically over.
0: <laughs> I'm glad they don't know how to use the internet properly because I have a friend yeah. who I'm pretty sure would be a Q-Anon, or They keep asking me where to find stuff. Do you know no. how to access the dark web? I'm like <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Pinterest.com. No. You stay there. Also, like, I'm
3: just saying, you can't Pinterest. accuse yeah. the Dems <laughs> of eating babies when you and being pedophiles when you literally think Michael Jackson is going to be the musical guest at JFK's Resurrection. True. So, you know, you, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've tried to explain that to a couple q and owners. You know, maybe you don't care so much about the real problem of sex trafficking, but smearing people you hate. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a terrible ideology, almost. by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's all Democrats like... are pedophiles,
1: by yeah. the way. Vote Roy Moore.
0: Yeah, what was maybe Jimmy Kimmel's bottle last about... night? him yeah, too. Sorry. Maybe talk
3: <laughs> about what you stand for instead of what you stand against <laughs> a couple you times. You know. You well, maybe uh, let's, Anyways, let's
1: back away from politics and back into <laughs> no video games, starting with all these great DLCs, which we'll get into sure. right after this.
2: <laughs> Hold up. What is going on there with your body here? It's time to trim those trees. Groom Santa's beard. Deck the halls and shave the balls. Clean up Candy Cane Lane. Tidy up that elf on the shelf. Shovel some snow down below. In other words, it's time to trim the The hair down there.
0: Gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with two Manscaped holiday bundles. The Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0 Luxury Grooming Gift Kit includes the following. The
2: Lawnmower 4.0 with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts. The Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner to keep your precious groin or mints as fresh as a newly cut Christmas tree.
0: And the Magic Mat Disposable Shaving Mats.
2: Not to be confused with this Magic Mat. Plus, the Perfect Package 4.0 includes two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, valued at $39.99, and the Manscaped Anti Chafing Boxers, valued at $19.99.
0: And if you want to go big while making certain body parts look big, upgrade to the Performance Package 4.0, which includes everything from the Perfect Package 4.0, plus the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer with proprietary Skin Safe technology. It'll help
2: you whack those nasty little weeds in your delicate holes. Manscaped also offers tons of items that would make perfect stocking stuffers, like the crop mop ball wipes, the foot Duster foot deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet, or the refined cologne, a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code lasertime at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code lasertime. One word. It's time to join the Manscaped movement.
0: This is Snow Joke. Say it loud and proud. Manscaped.
2: Your balls will thank you.
0: Friends, we have said it before, but here at the LaserTime Time Network, we consume a lot of content for,
2: quote-unquote, research purposes, especially around the holidays. But there are times when it's nearly impossible to find a particular holiday special or movie that isn't available here in the US for some reason. That's why we couldn't be happier that NordVPN provides an easy-to-use workaround. With just one click, we can access content from 59 different countries safely and securely so we can get the games, TV shows, and movies we need to do our jobs. That also means we can
0: access international content as soon as it's available in other countries without having to wait for it to come to the states.
2: Can you Imagine if we had access to something like this back in the 80s and 90s with Japanese game releases. Oh man.
0: And if you're traveling out of the country for the holidays, rest assured NordVPN will help you ensure you
2: never miss an episode of your favorite show as soon as it airs back home. Doing some holiday shopping? You can even find discounts on games, movies, TV shows, and streaming subscriptions by taking advantage of international sales and pricing. Speaking of sales, right now,
0: NordVPN is offering a special holiday season deal for LaserTime listeners. Go to NordVPN.com slash Time and use the code LASERTIME to get 73% off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. This offer will not last long, so go to NordVPN.com slash laser time and use the code LaserTime. that's one word laser time to get your bonus gift and up to 73% off.
2: What are you waiting for? Do it. And we're back to talk about what? I I need to point out the irony of us doing an entire show to celebrate the thing that people hated when it first started coming to video games. Well, because when did
1: it start with horse armor?
2: Horse armor. What the fuck? You want me to pay
1: for horse armor? You want me to pay for better guns and the real
0: ending? It was. It was. It was console gamers who hated DLC because they hadn't encountered Mm. it. PC. They hadn't paid for. Have been paying for expansions expansions. and multiplayer shit forever.
1: That's true. But the expansions, like, before we had the term DLC, were like boxed product that was sold
0: in and stores. True. In expansion, most yeah. of those expansions were much fucking bigger than most DLCs. They added oh, yeah. a
2: ton to the game, changed a lot of core systems, mm. but yeah.
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Which, which some of these might. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just looking Cup, at our some list. Some of them yeah.
1: do. Some of them do. Uh, yeah. But let's begin with... Number
3: five. I recognize the Avengers as allies of Wakanda. Thank you. I hope
4: we do you justice. You will have to get used to keeping up with me.
3: That's my brother's version of a warm welcome. You will also have to get used to that. You finally agree to accept help, and it is from outsiders.
1: That is not like you.
4: I am not accepting help. I am giving
1: it. He's kind of full of himself, but it's it's merited. Just I want them just league. to refer
2: to each other as, thank you. Not Chris Evans. Thank you, not Chadwick Boseman. (laughs) Much
0: deeper, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, this is Marvel's The Avengers, the War for Wakanda expansion. Free expansion, I might point out, that you get. Was that
0: always Uh, supposed to be the case, or was that. All of their
2: expansions, all of their story expansions were free. Uh, Uh And they had a couple good ones.
1: That's crazy, because when you said that, like. Oh, it's free. I imagine something flimsy like, oh, it's a new character and a couple of missions. It's like an eight-hour new campaign, yeah. fully voiced. Wait, the Spider-Man they pay one for is, the... is kind of the other thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Spider-Man is just like, hey, you're, there's some character skins and stuff, but like this, this one is like they they want you to pay for the battle pass to get the cool skins. Yeah. But all of the stuff I care about, and I'm there for, which is like the story stuff, is all free. And it was for the Cape Bishop expansion. It was for the Hawkeye expansion. Like um, it's kind of the only they've, reason they've been pretty the, good. The, the reason that. to
0: pay for the game at this point. Well, it's
2: on Game Pass, so yeah. Right. If you, if you have all an Xbox, le- sorry, I meant
0: to say it's all that's left to pay for, because um, you can get the experience free on Game Pass right now. And I imagine the game, if it seems like it will go very cheap or free, because they, if it's going to continue to be a live service, how much? Mo- two years after? Oh, I,
2: I've seen it on sale under $10 several times yeah. this year. And, yeah.
0: and and seriously, at that price, I know I was a little miffed uh, at Avengers, but it's fucking great. It's it's like one of the yeah. better Marvel single-player games that we've had since the MCU has been popular.
2: At that price, I will repeat things I've said in the show countless times. Play through the campaign. It's worth every penny for that campaign. And then these free DLC campaigns are also just, yeah, they're, they are worth your time. Like, they... Where else are you going to get to play as your favorite Marvel superheroes yeah. in a big ass AAA game? This is kind of what's, this is it. You know, this mm-hmm. is the game to do that in. And, so, and I, uh,
0: I'm acknowledging Insomniac Spider-Man, but even that well, DLC was, was pretty sure. bare bones, like limited voice acting, no new characters.
2: Yeah, well, so. and, and one of this year's games, Guardians, like we were like, hey, finally we're getting a few more Marvel games, mm-hmm. but this was it for the past several years yep. and, and it's, The campaign's fine, and Mm -hmm. and this campaign in particular, even even better. Like the storytelling's really good. There's some Mm -hmm. good moments. Like I wasn't sure how they would resolve the issue of Chadwick Boseman. You know, at his passing, rest in peace. But. they handle it well. Uh, I mean, none of the other
1: actors or, or characters are played by their movie actors, so I don't know why it would be an issue.
2: Well, for me, it was just the first time I had heard anyone other than him doing the character since yeah, even, his even in
0: What If? Uh, surprise, surprise! You got some your final yeah. Bowser yeah. performances, yeah. right? Right,
2: so 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 it was a little strange in that regard, but you're right, Michael. Like, yeah. Everything else we always this game features like you know uh, wish versions of all the cinematic characters, which is
3: funny because like the voice cast is all names you recognize and sure. enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, yes. it's just yeah it's, yeah, it's literally just the faces of the people they're voicing.
1: Although, Matt, but, I was I was talking to you beforehand, so you played this, I have mm-hmm. not. So I was looking through videos trying to find some good clips, and I was kind of impressed, like maybe I've just been spoiled by the MCU in general or maybe by Guardians of the Galaxy the more recent Marvel game from Square Enix but this game is full of some video game ass dialogue the hacking technology
4: is
3: a nuisance
4: not just a nuisance a legitimate security threat
3: I'm receiving another distress signal a tower has been hacked near the border
4: Okoye, clean up straw the Avengers and I will secure the other
1: tower at once. Lots of go to this objective. All right, military speak. Uh, just lot, lots and lots <laughs> of that
2: throughout. The, the combat oh, yeah, chatter yeah. is
1: it's it's more directive than it is entertaining.
2: Yeah, and so you know the story here is fine. Like it's it's a good story expansion, but um, you know, kind of the thing you're there for is that new character. Like if they mm-hmm. are launching an all new character, and and Black Panther himself is really fun to play at he's he's a little bit like captain america plays in terms of he's like a close range melee character with a few range things but he's, he's not like you know thor's constantly throwing the hammer or whatever but um he's just really fast he's got great traversal mechanics he can't fly like some of the other characters so mm-hmm. uh he just feels like you would expect black panther to feel like you know like that is they they this game does a really good job of like you know, there's several different gameplay types within one game because each hero does actually play very distinctly. And uh, this this character in particular, he just, he just plays really well. Uh, he's he gets you know I love just the dynamic of him working with the rest of the Avengers. Um, yeah, it it worked for me. And again, at, for free, why mm-hmm. not play this mm-hmm. thing? You know?
1: I, I mean, I, and I also like, so the villain is uh, Ulysses Claw. And I I don't know, like, this this was a strange follow up to me from Andy Serkis. Apologies
4: for the turbulence, Your Highness. I'm still familiarizing myself with your little network. Is this the man who fancies himself the general of a (laughs) corporate army? Ulysses Claw, at your service. When I find you, I will have you begging for mercy. You won't receive. <laughs> Better hurry then, Orphan King.
1: I won't wait forever. Andy Serkis, I like, I like Steve Bloom a lot, but
3: that's a bit right. of a step down. And without the... Because yeah. Andy Serkis has the, the South African accent with Claw, yeah. right? If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah just yeah. pulling that out of the character also feels a little... Yeah. A weird mm-hmm.
2: he, he I will say he 's a fun villain to fight, like his his final boss fight is actually uh, pretty decent. Um, this expansion also introduces kind of some new mechanics there 's a new vibranium damage type where it's just another way to inflict status effects on enemies and then you get like an exotic artifact that you can equip on any of your heroes that does that status damage so it's it's like an expansion not just like a DLC where it does add new systems to mm-hmm. to the existing game so uh yeah and it's free and it is free and uh the other thing it adds it adds a whole new um hub area to the game so normally you know you you would just between missions beyond the avengers ship and stuff mm-hmm. like that you actually can go to Wakanda like that kingdom and be in the palace in the middle of Wakanda and it's a really cool hub area Uh, and it adds an all new area to the game where missions can take place which is in the Wakanda jungle so uh, yeah there's a lot that it brings again for free so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. well speaking of DLC that brings a lot
3: number four my name is Yuffie Materia Hunter and Elite Special Forces Operative for the new Wutai
4: Government I have orders to infiltrate Shinra headquarters and steal their ultimate materia. To prove to our common enemy that Wutai is not to be trifled with! <laughs> members of Avalanche! Your full support! We got this! Huh?
3: So, members of Avalanche? Where are you? Only pigeons. Matt, did you call. also laugh because you kind of heard Wu-Tai, Wu-tai
1: government th- ain't nothing w- to w- tribal w- with. We'll Wu-Tai government ain't nothing to tribal with.
2: <laughs> but that is Yuffie, y- Yuffie uh, Kisaragi. Mm-hmm.
1: In uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade Episode Intermission. Okay.
2: I... <laughs> I didn't know what to call this thing. I was just referring to it as integrated, which I guess is the whole package, right? That's where you get the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake plus this, this the
1: remaster of the remake. If it's a square game,
3: you just need to to throw in in a couple brackets, maybe Mm -hmm. a semicolon, and you'll you'll get. it. Yeah, if Um, if it was Capcom, there'd be some sigmas. So that's why you were
0: calling it. This is just intermission because I wouldn't. This is the I was thinking of playing this before we recorded the show. I had to look up a tutorial on how to get it. Hmm. Because it's so it, stupid and complicated. How do yeah. you
1: get it? I I it's been so long that I've forgotten.
0: I bought it on PS4. Okay. So I'm going to need to transfer my save separately, but you have to do that within the
2: game itself. You have mm-hmm. to it's one of those where you have to have the PS4 version downloaded, upload it That's to right. a cloud, download the PS5 version and download your save again. And
0: then uh, which, you know, I did everybody else sort of like swap out their PS4 with their PS5? It's kind of interesting. I didn't think I haven't really done that with a console before, but there's like almost no
2: point in having your PS4. In the same I've done spot. that with Xbox consoles before because that was huh. Microsoft's whole deal. Yeah. But Sony finally yeah. did that this gen.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Once I got the PS5, I believe I sold my PS4 if I remember correctly. Yeah. Paid for Game Pass Ultimate for like a year and a half or something like I, that. I had
1: exact. I have exactly three reasons for continuing to hang on to my PS4 uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. PT and uh, the fact that I do not have enough hard drive space, even attaching an eight terabyte hard drive to my PS5 to accommodate all the PS4 games, <laughs> right. so I just have them sort of sitting in between both systems.
2: Yeah, right, I get yep. it. Uh, but this thing, by the way, you don't need your save file for it. it's. It's a separate mission. You just start out, and Yuffie is level twenty-five, so mm-hmm. you don't need your. You don't need right. to be.
1: No, it's it's totally game. separate. I, I really mean, you, appreciate you that. You should have played through the game.
3: There is yeah. nothing... Nothing annoys me. few things annoy me as much as when you're playing an RPG and they go, okay, here's a new party member. Oh, <laughs> no, they're level two. <laughs> you need to get them up to, to snuff with everyone else. I, mm. I hate that mm. so much. Um, but, you know, when when um, when the remake first came out, I was having this discussion with with a friend of mine who was just a, a giant Final Fantasy nerd, and we were kind of talking about how, um, how they were going to... Sort of integrate these optional characters. Because if I remember correctly, Yuffie is optional. She's optional in the original. Yeah, and same with Vincent and uh, and maybe one other, but this is a good way to do that to bring in these characters. And like, you know, I know they're doing this because they want, you know, to kind of have sort of a, a different launch pad for the next episode. In, in, or, yeah, the next episode in in this remake, then... In
2: 2025 or whenever. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, they,
3: they want her already there for that. And, like, I know that's why they're doing it, sort of bridge the gap. But, like, right. these sort of character focus stories in between the bigger episodes, I think, could be a really smart way just to... Handle this going forward.
2: I hate to say it; it's very Kingdom Hearts the way they're doing it. But yeah. because I'm more, I'm actually invested this time around. Yeah. I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, and, like,
3: and and I
1: like that. So it, it parallels the main campaign. It's it's much shorter, but it begins, I think, shortly after the mission to blow up the reactor at the beginning of the game. Yes, and it yeah. ends around the around the same point with the um, the plate dropping. Um, I
2: did. By the way, I did look it up because it was confusing how to upgrade. You got the upgrade to the PS5 version of yeah. Final Fantasy 7 for free as long as you bought it. Mm-hmm. And then you had to buy this mission for 20 bucks right. if you did that right. or this now comes bundled with that version of the game for $70 just like if you buy uh, yeah. if you if you never played on last gen and if you just wanted to play Final Fantasy 7 remake you get this with that if you pay 70 bucks.
0: $70 so. is kind of a big ass though, isn't it?
2: For for DLC? For Square? No. Yeah. Normally, yeah. It's, this, it's, is,
1: <laughs> this is pretty substantial, and it's not okay. just Yuffie that you get to control. You get a totally new guy. What?
2: Just thinking how you're nothing like your old man. Anyway, it's nice to meet you. I'm Sonon Kasakabe. I was lucky enough to learn how to fight from good...
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. Let's talk about something else, like how you've adjusted to life here,
3: indulging in adult pastimes. Which I guess means drinking yourself stupid. Last thing I need is my partner stinking like an over the hill has been.
1: So yeah, Yuffie, Sorry. Yuffie shows <laughs> up undercover in like a Moogle outfit and uh, that she wears for the first act of the DLC. And uh, falls in with like, I guess, the more conservative branch of Avalanche. The ones that aren't Cloud and Barrett and Tifa and them she's just operating as a as a wutai spy in shinra's capital and meets with this guy sonon who's also been embedded there a while and but she gets to boss him around but he he always kind of sees her as like oh she's like a kid sister and uh, hmm. I'll I'll humor her but
2: yeah yuffie is really fun to hmm. play as in this dlc like her her fighting style so again this is another game that yeah, every character controls very differently. I think we talked about it when mm-hmm. you know last year with with Seven Remake. Um And Yuffie style, she's got the, the huge shuriken, whatever you call that yeah. thing, the crawl, the crawl blade. I
1: think it's just called a shuriken in yeah, but, the game. But
2: but but she she basically can throw that to like put some status damage on an enemy, and then she can activate magic when it's hitting mm-hmm. them. And then she also does a bunch of like up close uh, melee attacks, you know, which which works quite well. And it's I never played this game. I, I guess you can do it turn based. I'd heard. Did you, I always just played it real time and it, it yeah. was fun as hell. Did you guys ever play? I didn't these even games know turn based was a thing.
3: I never played the turn based one, and I I did manage to finish the game on the like that harder difficulty too. Which uh, oh, good for you. It was. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't um, imagine. Yeah. But yeah, like that. You know that kind of. Uh, I, I'm assuming you know this. This DLC offers the same kind of option there. I don't know, well, but I'm assuming it does. <laughs>
0: As I, I'm in a unique position, if you didn't hear uh, our Patreon spoiler game of the year, I, I, I never, I played a little of Final Fantasy VII, the original, but um, a lot of the stuff in Seven uh, Remake, I didn't know what was going on. So, how is this character introduced as opposed to the original?
1: Well, in the original, she's introduced much later. So this mm, DLC right. is basically like. Here's what she was doing okay. while the main characters were doing their thing, and so but, she she never intersects with the main party during this DLC. You do kind of see what they're up to. Um,
0: at, so at this plays junctures. more like an unseen prequel, not. Oh, but I'm trying not to spoil anything in Final Fantasy VII Remake, but uh, going against. The timeline, Yeah.
1: Well, okay, you remember how the Grand Theft Auto 4 DLC shook out, where it's like everything going on in these two episodes is going on off-screen so at the yeah. same time as Grand Theft Auto 4. It's the same sort of thing. Okay. It's so, It's like a but parallel story.
0: Part of what I'm now interested in in Final Fantasy Remake is like, what are they going to adhere to and what aren't they going to adhere to? Hmm. And,
2: That's what we we're all wondering. And, yeah, and this, and,
0: but this DLC doesn't do anything with that concept?
1: I mean, it... Oh, it elaborates on something from the very end of the game at its very end mm-hmm. um, which I, I won't say anything more about but okay. it, it, it was kind of cool to see. Another thing I wanted to touch on uh, is that it introduces a whole new style of like collectible minigame which is a board game called Fort Condor which you're basically it's like on an active time thing and you are you, you like buy units and then you can deploy them uh, after you've built up enough points on the timer and the goal is just like, you know, march them that let let them march into your enemy's side of the board and dismantle their bases. And you can play this with a bunch of different people scattered around the world, including Roach, who's a soldier who's has has a huge heart on for Cloud, which you can hear him talking about here.
0: I am here on business of a personal nature looking for my aforementioned friend.
4: What's his name?
0: i only wish i knew but i can tell you that he has a real need for speed as they say and while he boasts a very large sword his first love is plainly his mount
3: yeah he sounds great say is that fort condor i see over there you play
1: i'm always ready for a round of fort condor thanks bad guy
2: You're dying, Roach. What you're feeling is the blood running out of your body. That is a point break quote. Uh, very obscure part of that. So when does, when does
3: Geralt start riding him around? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. The
2: <laughs> there you go. That's more appropriate. But he he kind of made a, a a Keanu Reeves reference there with Need for Speed. Or, or no, I guess that's the video game thing. Speed is could just be, the Keanu Reeves anyway. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, the, I I like that they add a mini game to this. Like, yeah, yeah we're gonna have this little this, and, board and game, it's, which
1: it's that Gwent style of like. It's yeah. not just one mini game. It's a persistent thing where you find opponents and you can buy game pieces and that that help you uh, do more stuff in the game.
2: I always forget that like the mini games are some of my favorite parts of Final Fantasy games. You know, like I am I am a Blitzball defender. I will go to bat for Blitzball. Mm. Don't at me.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> the only one. <laughs> Intermission is pretty great. If you want more Final Fantasy VII remake, oh boy, it's like four to six hours of of sheer bliss for you. But for my money, I, I have to go with this one at number three. <laughs>
0: Is this that game where you stab a dead pig repeatedly while a Victrola plays backwards? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Amnesia, that's... machine for pigs. I,
2: did, I didn't hear <laughs> any banjo, so this can't be Outer Wilds, can it? it, it I was is... waiting
3: for a little bit of banjo, too, admittedly.
1: Yeah, you do get banjo in this um, when you're white water rafting. <laughs> So this is Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, and because P- I, I noticed people were very guarded about spoilers about this, like, like you shouldn't know anything going into this. Um, if if that's how you feel and you haven't played it, then uh, spoiler alert: I will have light spoilers about the content of the DLC, what you can expect to find there, some of the spooky stuff in it. So if you don't want to hear that, just jump ahead to
4: thirty-seven minutes, twelve seconds.
1: But anyway, if you're still listening, I'm assuming that you're cool with this. So Echoes of the Eye is a DLC that you install, and at first it doesn't seem like it changed anything. The little pocket solar system of Outer Wilds is exactly the same. Uh, All the planets are still there. And after following a strangely complicated set of steps that I will not spoil here, eventually you will find there is like a cloaked space station that was not there before. And if you visit it, you can go inside and it's basically a mini halo where it's like there's there's a like a forest biome uh, in this this little miniature ring world where you can just like go whitewater rafting. And at a certain like it, it has its own like every every planet in Outer Wilds has some puzzle aspect mm-hmm. that will change over time. This one is that so this river has a dam. And eventually the dam will break about halfway through the average time loop and flood the entire thing. And it's not, other than the danger of having to avoid the floodwaters and certain structures becoming harder to access, it's not really clear why this is a threat until much later. You know, I played this for maybe a few hours and was like, people said this was like a horror add-on. I don't get that at all. Like, there's nothing spooky here. That music? The the music's a little bit spooky. Well, the music, but the, the spooky music comes when you discover there are aliens here and they've all basically like you find their their mummified bodies and you realize like they they've all locked themselves into like a simulation. And so you you have to try and get into the simulation and that's where things get fucked up because it's super dark. And usually, there's nothing other than the environment in uh, outer wilds, and maybe some giant fangler fish that can kill you. Uh, that changes once you're in the simulation) <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit risky. Don't let them blow out your flame.
3: So essentially this is like, this is an area of a lot to explore as opposed to uh, multiple planets, right? That's basically yeah. what you're given here? It, it
1: is basically one new space station that you have to discover and then work your way inside, figure out how to get in, into it, and then uh, you'll discover, yeah, like this new, like, uh, it's basically like a hollow world. It's just a ring world that was previously not there. Like a halo. And and there is a new ending. I I, I don't want to spoil too much of it. I think I feel like I've already said a lot, but uh, there's a new ending yeah, to the, the
2: game? This this adds a new ending to I mean, the game. I mean it
1: adds, it adds a new ending yes. So well, it's of. its own it's it's, self-contained its own self kind of contained right? ending. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I see. I, I see. and speaking of <laughs> I uh you know, my my kind of like cardinal sin with the original game was I, I played a good amount of it. You know, kind of found all the starting points to everything and then couldn't really figure out how to start putting it together. And so I went, well, I have other things to play and uh, watch the ending on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, So I have to, um, you know, make sure I don't do that (laughs) with the DLC. uh, Yeah, I mean,
2: I I feel bad. I, I, like, was trying to rush through for Game of the Year stuff and I ended up looking up a few solutions online. I I really regret doing that because this... The original game, and I'm assuming the DLC is this way too, is like, no, it'll it'll be so much more rewarding if you do just spend an extra hour or two to to figure this stuff out. Because that's – the joy of Outer Wilds comes when you go, oh my god, it's been staring me in the face this whole time. And, Mm. you know, you're kind of figuring this stuff out. But I I was curious how this did graft itself because that that original game was such a self-contained experience. Yep. Uh, and it sounds like it's it's not trying to. Oh, we're going to add a bit more to it, that. It adds just...
1: a new self-contained experience within the self-contained experience. Gotcha. It is a okay. new puzzle planet that has no bearing on anything else in the solar system. Basically, that's fair enough. Yeah. Then okay, but it's, but, uh, it's so fantastic. love that game. It's yeah. it's uh, meaty. Um, there's a lot to discover, and and yeah, the the scares are surprisingly effective. Where like yeah, in this simulation world, everything is pitch black you have like a torch and if enemies see the torch they will try to find you you can hide by covering it up but then everything's pitch black and you can't see anything and also like there are several entry points throughout the ring world that actually correspond to different locations in the simulation so hmm. yeah it's pretty pretty cool i mean hey, of nothing
3: to scarier Nothing scarier to a musician than breaking a string. So when one of those banjos pop, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's right. yeah, uh, yeah. very scary. <laughs> you don't and, even want to see what happens when you break yeah. a
2: harmonica.
1: And you'll learn a lot about the the aliens <laughs> oh. that built this this ring world, and you know why they came to your solar system, and you know how they relate to the
3: rest of the game's plot.
2: And then you unleash the flood. It mm-hmm. gets really awkward. There ring cool. World isn't that a
3: <laughs> isn't that a novel series? <laughs> yeah, probably. probably.
2: I always assume
1: that's what Halo was inspired by. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's move along to something maybe you guys have played. Number
2: two. You poisoned me. To open your
3: mind, these visions are just the beginning. Without my help, the fear and pain will overwhelm you. Let me guide you through the horror purge the guilt from your spirit make you whole again just as I have done for all my shaman then we will tame this island and finish what your father started
2: who played this I did I did I was so happy to get to return yes to the world of Ghost of Tsushima with the Icky Island expansion
3: mm mm-hmm. ew it's icky yeah icky. Sticky, w- icky Island
0: I was gonna say Yes, I did the icky <laughs> <laughs> I did. we uh,
3: uh i th- i believe I was on the show when this uh came out when y'all were talking about it hmm. and uh hmm. it it adds, like a whole new like thing to collect right? it's like
2: having another continent like the first gate the original game had kind of the three areas right uh you start in the mm-hmm. south there's a middle area then there's the north which is the snowy area Iki island is just it's a small one of those there's mm-hmm. i don't think there's as much to do on Iki as one of those any one of those from the main campaign there's there's a substantial uh, amount of content there's there's a ton to do adds an all new kind of they're never quite clear where the story is taking place compared with the main campaign either you know before they are pretty, during the events pretty clear actually Is it during or it's, it's not after. after It's after It's, it's after okay yeah, It's
3: like the there's one more rebel camp kind of move yeah.
2: cuz he does he does say like hey we killed this guy Okay I, th- I thought I thought they were open to it if you hadn't beaten the game like you can still go I think you can go to it yeah. if you haven't finished the campaign.
1: Maybe maybe you see that cutscene if you have finished it and
2: right, it's right. slightly different yeah. if
1: you haven't. But Yeah, uh, cuz
2: it definitely references stuff that played out in that campaign for mm-hmm. me. But um yeah, it's it's really cool cuz it's like again, it's a big expansion that adds this new mechanic and in this case it's this you, you, your character's basically kind of been drugged by mm-hmm. the head the head of uh, it's one of the mongol it's, it's like a, it's a faction Eagle of the clan. mongols right yeah the yeah, Eagle so clan. it's they, it's
1: yeah. a faction that wasn't didn't didn't come to Tsushima. they're like independent and yeah they they kind of operate like a cult they have this matriarch that uh poisons people with this hallucinogenic drug and she's basically given it to most of the people on the island and everybody's yeah. suffering from these horrible delusions and hallucinations and uh you most of all, and you get to play through a bunch of them, and you get to, again, with this Far Cry villain stuff, you get to hear her in your ear all the time.
4: How many
3: summer has this man murdered? Remember your father's attendant? His throat was opened while he slept. His blood spread your tent.
4: Silence! did you all right? Yes. Sometimes I hear the eagle's voice. Like she can read your mind or something? No. I hear my own thoughts. Things I didn't know I was thinking. But in her voice. I hope it wears off.
1: So one of the the big things story-wise is that you find out Jin has history on Iki Island. Like Mm -hmm. his father's army came here on the Shogun's orders to suppress a rebellion years ago. And they lost. And it is where a pivotal event in the main game happened. Jin. Help me.
0: May your death benefit all beings.
1: So you find out, yeah, this is where Jin's father died. And yeah. that basically broke the samurai army's resolve and they all left. And Iki Island has been just like a rogue territory
2: since then. But, was... but also before that happened, you find that like he, you learn a lot about his father mm-hmm. as a character, yeah. which in the original game, you don't know that much other than that he was killed. But it's like you, you yeah. come to – you. they have a complex relationship. And it's like, yeah, he he admires his father, but he's also not that close with his father. And so this was like one of the – first times they were together as father and son like going out to battle it, it, and it he, was, he he gets sorry. exposed to some really gnarly shit like his dad is kind of a brutal military mm-hmm. commander as well like they slaughter some civilians and stuff and he's yeah. he's trying to come to terms with that and then his dad gets killed and so a lot of this expansion is about like Jin coming to terms with his past and his relationship with his father and how he moves on from that death but also how he moves on from like accepting who his father was as a person despite Mm -hmm. all of the shortcomings, both as a father and a military commander, and it's it there's a lot going on story wise. It's
0: it's surprisingly clever to have done that, and I I don't think I would have seen that coming. The idea that like this character making flashback takes place on this DLC island where you'll now (laughs) explore the character's motivation and his relationship with being a murderer. Yeah. It's it's so shocking for but it's like I guess sort of the perfect DLC in that like this feels like content that a more cynical executive would have like cut this out of the game. It's too long already. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hear all this shit about his dad. But instead, they set it on a new island with new mechanics. And if you really wanted to learn more about the story, the DLC offers a really meaty chunk of it.
3: Yeah, and it's- I really appreciate that it takes that that direction too, just mm-hmm. because like you know, kind of to Matt's point, like. Jin's relationship with his father is a an important part of the game, but is not explored too deep. Like it's there, mm. you get the dynamic, and it's not healthy, and and you kind of go from there. So, like to really dig into like why they are that way toward each other is is interesting. You know, well,
2: the original game had to more explore the relationship with his uncle. uncle oh, right, with his, his surrogate. Uncle. Father, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and, but
3: general like family connections there. Yeah, but
2: also
1: yeah. it kind yeah. of feels like a response to certain criticisms that were leveled against the the main game in that like it kind of presented this romanticized, idealized version of Samurai as heroes. And people were like, no, they were fucking brutal warlords. Mm-hmm. And like, this is more of like a warts and all view of what Samurai mm-hmm. actually could have been that like yeah, the, if civilians want to get up at we will fucking crush them and put all their heads on spikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: W- yeah.
2: And it also, it does the thing all good DLCs do. It brings in some side characters from the main campaign, the little sake dealer guy i forget what his name uh, is uh establishes kind of a new interesting side character the pirate queen is Mm -hmm. great and she has a great backstory like a really tragic backstory with her daughter that you kind of discover as you play through there's a big spoiler moment of another side character this i won't even go into Mm -hmm. but like man there there is so much here to explore it really in terms of like missions and stuff it's it it's probably a ten hour experience. I'm trying to remember, but in terms of like the amount they cover in that time, it goes places. Probably like you know. between six and ten hours, depending on.
0: It's how much only you want it. yeah, because it was a little. Ghost of Tsushima as a game is a little on the short side, hmm. um,
2: for an open world game. For yeah, an absolutely. open world
0: it, yeah. exclusive, but it was still magic, man. Yeah, and uh, I was yeah. I, I tore through this in like one and a half sittings. I was a little, I, that's the only the disappointment I feel is that there wasn't more. Yeah.
2: Well, One of the other reasons I'm glad it exists, though, is, like, I wasn't going to go back and replay the campaign of Ghost of Tsushima with all the PS5 enhancements, which are substantial. So this let me experience all the cool enhancements they made for the PS5 upgrade. Um, It also, you know, with the the drug mechanic, it incorporates a lot of stuff that we we didn't really get to see much of in that Legends mode. That Legends mode's Mm -hmm. all about crazy, like, hallucinations and stuff going on. It's like, they they bring some of that into this cuz you're you're basically playing you're, yeah you're playing through some hallucinations that, mm-hmm. that are going on.
0: Yeah, but well, this shit is dope if you cared at all about original ghosts, yeah you got to get this. Yep, Yep.
1: And speaking okay. of DLC that goes hard on character development.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Number one. Are you finally ready to be what I might? <laughs> Where am I? What the fuck is this? Gather (laughs) the pieces of my way. Bring (laughs) them
1: to me. Oh, I know you want my approval. My love, my body, my smell, my legs. No, 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 no. Get the fuck out of my head. That's a voice that most (laughs) people should recognize. (laughs) Oh, that is Voss. This is, of course, the Nacho DLC for Better Call Saul.
2: (laughs) Speaking mm-hmm. of uh, things taking place inside your head, hallucination type mm-hmm. stuff that oh, yeah. that is Voss. Uh, in the well, this is Far Cry Six DLC, but it's mm-hmm. bringing in a character from Far Cry Three. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Voss insanity. The first, of,
3: the first of like that's what that's what the DLC is for six, right? It's, yeah. it's all, all the chapters villains. for each yeah. villains. So yeah, uh, got, uh, full disclosure,
1: got, I work for Ubisoft, but I I love 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 this DLC.
0: I um, don't, and this is one of my favorite pieces of DLC I've ever played. But I mean, I'm certain... so
2: glad we got him to play this character right, yeah. again. Like, oh my gosh.
0: Because, like, I I have to believe this is Far Cry's most famous character. Oh. He, well, yeah. it's he where, be.
3: like, mm. you know, the game's had their big bad guy, but Vossen 3 is, like, it's 3, right? Far Cry 3. Yeah, 3. It's three. Um, is where that, like, really started taking off. Like, you know, you have the Jacqueline yeah. 2, and, like, yes, he's the villain, mm-hmm. but Vossen 3 is really, like... That, in my opinion, is where Far Cry became a series led by its villains. And yeah, every so game they, they become the cover star
0: of with every that. game. Yeah,
1: yep. And and yep. like all the DLC celebrates that. So we've got
0: this. Uh, I think Scott Thompson one. from Four. <laughs>
1: yes, <Yeah, Scott laughs> <Thompson. laughs> he is buddy. <funny. laughs> uh, so then the next one is is uh, <laughs> Pagan Min uh, from Far Cry Four. He gets his own chapter. Then Joseph Seed and uh, from Far Cry Five gets one. But the structure of this is so weird because the idea is it's like, okay, it's after Voss has been apparently killed by Jason Brody. Like, it opens with, like, a vision of that from his point of view. (laughs) The
2: douchiest. Could they have made him look douchier? The hair. I hated Jason Brody right away with his fucking hair. And you You get
1: to see him. becomes your enemy. Yeah, you get to see him through (laughs) Voss's eyes and he, like, becomes a hundred times douchier. (laughs) Uh, But... So Voss is trapped in his own mind, and he's trying to escape. And what it uh, the, the structure of it is like he's on this weird dreamlike island that's patrolled by fellow Rakyat soldiers that he has to kill, and and various suppos- other enemies and hazards. Supposedly,
0: ghosts of the people he'd murdered.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, mm. that's right. Uh, and, and he's continually haunted by Jason Brody, who keeps coming back to attack him over and over again and just like make sarcastic quips at him, like, oh, you thought you could hide from me? Really?
2: It's got a little bit of that Juliana from Deathloop thing going on yeah, in the game. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. For, for sure. And you get to see like one of the weirder visions in the game is the famous definition of insanity speech but in reverse with Voss tied up with the cinder block around his ankles and Jason delivering the speech. Uh Jason is one of the
4: cockroach motherfucker.
1: I killed you once already, and it's not like I'm fucking crazy. It's, a, it's okay.
4: It's like water under the bridge. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity?
1: And, and, yeah, you get that sardonic voice just hounding you throughout. And How many you, you actors do you think have done
2: He will done kill that.
1: you, and, and then you'll just keep coming back and, like, all right, I've all right. just got a basic pistol again. Maybe I can buy more guns. Well, yeah,
2: that's you the get, thing. This is kind of a roguelike, right? Mm-hmm. Or the roguelite. It's a very light
1: roguelite. Uh,
2: you, you earn currency to buy more powerful upgrades, which are – there's, like, permanent upgrades. And then there's mm-hmm. just, like, your gear for each run, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I think you can you can unlock permanently unlock firearms for purchase by completing different challenges. So like there's an SMG challenge, a rocket launcher challenge, a bow challenge, etc. Once you do those, then like all right, you can now buy Available. that
0: from the kiosk, but you won't automatically start. It's with great. It. It's like this roguelike it and you just find yourself fanning out and occasionally if you're lucky you'll find something that you can make a permanent accessory or a purchasable option but I played this so much because I loved it so much I would instead of spending my money on a respawn I would just go around killing people by hand (laughs) 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 just killing people by hand so I could buy more shit I I, this I'm surprised the I feel like this might have been a concept for the new Far Cry in general because Mm. it's such a good one in a first person shooter and, uh, especially when you could like, uh, I just wish it was bigger and there was more of it and there was more variation, but in terms, I got more hours out of this than Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah.
2: Not, not to knock anything from the original game, but if I would rather have more of this than those side mission modes with the cool, yeah. the thing you have to keep cool, the, the weird weapon, oh, the yeah, yeah. like, like which, uh, Far Cry 5 had as well. Those was like, Hey, get on this helicopter. We're going to take you to this random mission area. Like now do, do more of this, like make the, these modes bigger and, uh. Yeah, because I enjoy them quite yeah,
0: a bit. I more. would love to see a triple game that was just this. Because yeah. I, tbh, didn't finish Far Cry Six. Hmm. Um, just kind of got bored. And I played it for like dozens of hours, but like I just wasn't really caring where the story was going. This I would. Did just you con-
3: receive the email from Ubisoft encouraging you to get back? <laughs> I think at I,
0: it? I think I might have.
2: Not uh, from Ubisoft. It was from the baddie himself, saying yeah. you know and, was mocking Michael you. Michael poked
0: me a couple times. Finish the game, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> w- he did not. He never I hundred percent of that. Game. I, I, I still think.
1: haven't finished it. Actually, I played through most of it on like a preview uh, PC build and realized, like, yeah, this isn't tracking on my main account at all. I should probably start over. Oh, that's maybe <laughs> maybe I'll do that uh, when I uh, when I'm on break. But um, yeah, one of the things that makes this so entertaining. So they not only got Michael Mando back to reprise the role; he recorded a ton of lines. Yes, and he chatters. Constantly, and he breaks the fourth wall a lot, and that makes it, like, it gives, it gives it a really fun sensibility. You see this shit?
4: Giant red door with a fucking eyeball on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I know how this
4: works. This is going to matter later, right? Yep,
1: it absolutely will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we
0: also got to remember, that dude is, like, 50 times as famous as he was mm-hmm. when he was in Far Cry 3. He's yeah. now in one yeah. of the most accoladed shows on the goddamn planet.
1: He might be the only actor whose major breakout role was in a video game.
0: Yeah, maybe. Like, that's yeah. what, like,
1: everybody fucking knows Voss. Anybody yeah, yeah. who plays video games knows Michael Mando from Voss. They know his face.
0: Yeah, because wasn't, wasn't that, like, the opener to E3? Or was it... Just, uh, I mean, it was... was, that when when it was
1: yeah, it was in some E three reel, I think it was at a Ubisoft press conference, maybe I just
0: not. remember it being like one of the first things anybody saw at E three and like that was fucked up and then he threw the guy over led yeah. to the No, you know Rick what's right funny,
2: it. I remember they led that came later. They led with the stuff with the sister, like the ritual and jumping off the cliff for Far Cry hmm. three. They didn't okay. get to Voss later.
1: No, well, I think he was then, the
2: first first glimpse. I, I remember with 4 they led with the Pecan Men stuff because they were like oh yeah people really loved Voss from the last one like that shit was all over the yeah. place but, uh, yeah I mean it is an iconic maybe one of the best video game villains of all time yep, or, sure.
1: and he also references other video games
4: fuck oh, yeah this reminds me of the game wait 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 what's that the trailer with the fucking with the
1: hallway what the fuck ever happened to that motherfucker Breach PT. He's talking about PT. I'm pretty mm. sure. Uh,
0: I, I just checked IMDb for Michael Mondo, mm-hmm. and uh, his top four included in there is Far Cry Three. Um, saying uh, IMDb's algorithm considers this his most substantial and recognized recognized role.
3: Wow, mm. cool. That little that little PT bit was great because. You can pretty much hear the same point and in a very similar accent from Camel Del Toro when he appeared at the VGAs. <laughs> well, more on those later. Or the, the TGAs, rather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, We're on actually, VGA. Came We're hours, yeah. uh, VGA. Yeah. Well, they used to be I, I,
2: called the VGAs way back yeah. in the day. That's true. The spikes, the the spike spike VGAs. VGAs. When it was better when men could be
0: men. <laughs> Man, Hosted
1: by David Spade.
0: I don't know how many people remember that Dominic Dierks episode of Laser Time, but one of the, the writers for the Spike Game Awards is on really trashing <laughs> the, <laughs> the awards show. No, but, I uh, do recall that. God, that you, was, Michael
3: just mentioned David Spade, and do you know how badly I want David Spade to be the villain now in Far Cry 7? Oh, man. <laughs> and
2: I just want to kill him. <laughs> uh! <laughs> I think I kind of checked out of the VGAs where I was there one year, and I was sitting like two rows behind Striker, who at the time was the voice of one of the Burnout games Is like the D. DJ. He was an LA rad, radio oh, DJ. I was going to say, like an
1: adult man went by the name Stryker. Uh, that's his <laughs> radio the DJ name. Character
3: was just hanging out,
1: yeah. and then
2: Motley Crue came down to the stage on their motorcycles, and there were strippers on stripper poles and huge yeah. flaming things behind them. Yeah. And but it was sad because it was like mid fifties Motley Crue. You're mm. like you you shouldn't be doing. Mid yeah. Mars
3: <laughs> is seventy years old.
0: Yes, <laughs> it was probably like <laughs> ten a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And yeah, they're was, all
3: uh, definitely hungover. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> but uh yeah, And Neil still got the pipes, though. I will say. No,
0: and anyways. but if, uh, isn't, if, that, isn't that all the videos approved that he doesn't? Oh That's no! Go! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually like pretty embarrassing. Look it up. Like, oh, <laughs> the
3: last performance I saw was good, but I uh, maybe not.
0: <laughs> uh, that he can barely breathe through most of the lyrics. He's a little I mean, savvy. Axl Rose is definitely there. Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: Anyways. Yeah,
1: if you wanna if you wanna see more, not only of Voss, but also like see what his backstory is like, uh, find out some pivotal events in his his life going back to childhood that shaped him into the person he is. Spoilers: it's mostly his sister slash lover's fault. Um, <laughs> you can maybe blame her. He's 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 a fucked oh, up. He's fucked up. Yeah. Yep.
2: Right when the DLC starts, they go into that. It's like, oh, his sister's saying, like, oh, you want me? You want my legs? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What? I don't remember this part yeah. of Far Cry Three.
1: Is it, is and, it mutual, or is does he just have a weird crush on his sister?
0: Uh, for Far Cry Six, there is a, I don't know. In my, I played a ton of it for sure, but there's a kind of a, a lack of batshit crazy hallucinatory moments hmm. that are usually in a Far Cry game. There's just but yeah. They all seem to be like localized within this Foss DLC, because mm. in here there's tons. Animal transformations, giant shit, ghosts. Uh, sharks swimming through the air. Sharks swimming in the air. Sharks <laughs> swimming in the water. It's it's I, fucking I love an it. An upside down underwater
1: house where if you swim down and unlock doors, it unlocks doors in the above water house above you. It's
0: it's so weird and neat. I would mm. just I I wish this concept would turn into a yeah. A full fledged big game but it, like i don't maybe. know how much how much is the content because it's just included in the past right there's it this is, is only one in the third
1: in i'm not sure how much it is by itself it's only one I third
0: mean, of what we have coming so they, I can't
2: they always do those in between games you know like uh the new dawn like like yeah. those that mm-hmm. level maybe maybe the next far cry in between game will just be a big blown out version of like this type of roguelike. Yeah, be like a fun. new be mode cool. yeah, yeah. Instead of Primal, like, you know, your Far Cry Primal's of the world, you get this thing. Give me
3: a new mood. Yeah, instead of Pagan Min, let's make it Pagan
2: Max, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, Min Max. For all the Min Maxers, I get you. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Instead of Joseph Seed, let's make it Joseph Uh, (laughs) Plant. Sorry, that is terrible. I'm sorry. That's a pretty good place to end this, though. There we go. That has been our top five... DLC of 2021 Uh, and since this is our final live show of the year, we will now take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff for the last time until 2022
4: so
3: stay tuned.
0: Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse and 302010? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com/lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse, and with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Um, and then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in his doc: the Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep, done with me, your pal, Fred, and he beats up. You know, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower burger time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones burger time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard.
4: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: Is there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with them in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. meet
1: the Flintstones. That is like Am a I really not attentive movie. enough for Wilma?
0: I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30-2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the lasertime shows, including Game Apocalypse, right guys?
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time because we need to wrap this shitbird up with
3: my least man. favorite Far Cry villain, by the way. <laughs> shitbird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Matrix Awakens an Unreal Engine 5 experience. Did anyone get to play this? I did. I did too
3: because it was free. It's. it's- interesting yeah. you get to play
2: half of it you get to watch the first half yeah. yeah
1: and and i i realized like you know a few minutes in it's like i understand why all the younger versions of these actors are wearing sunglasses because if we were seeing their eyes it would be very weird yeah it I mean, also
3: loki has one of the funniest things in a long time with keanu where he is like standing he like turns away from that mirror and looks at the camera and just goes hi I'm Keanu Reeves, and it's like, it's done in such a like after school special way that it's one yeah. of the funniest deliveries.
1: But my it's
2: my so understanding good. is that those are all digital. Yeah. Like, yeah. None of those yeah. are
3: video. They're, they're they're so, all, it's
1: they're really all impressive when he's on screen against a white backdrop and all the system's resources are just rendering him. He looks like it's hard to tell. It's like, wait, is that really him?
2: Oh, come now. The, the actual playable part was impressive. Here's what I liked about it though. Let's just get the rise, Son of Rome's out of our system with demos like this for for Unreal Engine 5 mm-hmm. so that we yeah. don't have to play through an entire game that's meant to show you this off. Like it was this, impressive? I th- this was a great, yeah. impressive, like, wow, mm. if Unreal Engine 5 games can do all this, like, it's really immersive stuff. Yeah, I, I should say, like, I had a, I, one, I
0: it was like 1230 for some reason I was falling asleep. I had a friend at my house who doesn't have a PS5 and basically hasn't seen this era of gaming. And he and he, but he's a avid gamer, and he's just like, Jesus Christ! I know it sounds stupid, but this looks real. Like he was incredible. Like I didn't know the PS Five could make things look like this. Even like the freeways, Um, is this is this in game?
2: Like yeah, it's all in engine. I mean, it's 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 a it is a tech demo for Unreal Engine Five. Now you can see some of the seams when you look at it closely. You're like, okay, those. Those yeah. car physics well, aren't exactly what try they Try
1: not to look too closely at the windows on buildings. Yeah. Because sure. if you do, you will notice that, like, hey, there are two windows at, at 90 degree angles that should be facing into the, the same room. If you look at one, it's like a hotel room. If you look in the other, it's like a shop. I, I <laughs> had the same weird.
0: experience with the Spider-Man game. I love their, their room. Oh, that's, that's just a uh, New physics. York.
3: No,
2: yeah. There, there is, there were some strange AI decisions <laughs> with how it. it created that city, which I love that the city, it, it's like the Matrix. It's a combination of San Francisco, Chicago, and New York. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm on the, I'm on the Embarcadero in San Francisco. It's like, but there's no giant stadium because, Oh, wait, there's, wait, this is the biggest San Francisco I've ever seen. Oh, that's right. It's meant to be this weird hybrid weirdo city. Um, mm. but even that part of the tech demo. So there's two parts of the, the of the tech demo. There's mm-hmm. this chase sequence where you're basically shooting cars from from yeah. a car.
1: Shoot their tires like we would in the ultra violent film franchise, The Matrix. Right,
2: and then <laughs> there is the second part, which is an open world demo, basically where it's there's not much to do in the city other than drive around, fly around, and just sightsee. Mm. But it it's a real simulation of an open world game, and it's impressive as hell. Like it's and there, there's even like. Uh, there's a thing when you, you hit it, it's like, oh, we're going to change to night mode. This is still in beta, so it's not going to look quite as as good, but, uh, it also shows you the stuff going on under the hood. Like when you pull up the UI, it's kind of like shows you like all these options that you can enable and disable mm-hmm. and, and show like, yeah, there, here's, here, show me all the polygons I'm looking at right now. It's like, <laughs> with just like huge polygon spam on yeah. the screen. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, It's, uh, Either I mean for free, and and if you want to see what the future of games holds, yeah, it's it's a really good way of doing that. And again, I want to avoid having like a Rise and a Rome, which is like, hey, this is a great tech demo game. You know, not to knock that game too much, but it's like, get these out of our systems so that we can actually get some real games with great design that uses this tech. And like, yeah, I'm here for it. You
0: know, yeah, they had that Unreal demo you could watch online, and as much as they want to heighten it like you know i'm still watching this in a youtube window yeah this you talking is so about much... the,
3: the debut one the like two later yeah. looking one the one with all the yeah, rocks that's that's, that's <laughs> the one i want to play
0: yeah. Which, yeah. which was well, playable is, apparently like you can it's still it. interesting it's 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 all like i'm i'm a sucker for the matrix but i'm oh i'm so scared
2: my least favorite part of this whole thing was the matrix overlay i'm just like yeah i'm just here for the tech demo because like I don't care about seeing fake-looking young Neo, and
3: but I mean it's it's kind of a handshake thing because like the Unreal Engine was probably used in in stuff with that movie, you know, in the same way that it is in, in television oh, yeah. shows. Now. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I think I said this on thirty twenty ten, just because we were talking about Hugo Weaving in Lord of the Rings twenty happy twentieth anniversary, mm-hmm. and is Hugo Weaving in the new Matrix? He's like, ah, no, he's not. There's a scheduling conflict. I'm like, oh, don't make the movie. Yeah. Or wait, <laughs> like like why was would...
3: scheduling content? The conflict was he doesn't act anymore.
0: <laughs> right? I think he's still <laughs> acting. They said a scheduling conflict, and then there's like one Wachowski involved and in being very kind of. You know, I just wanted to do other things like ooh, that they turned down a multi million dollar Warner Brothers contract. (laughs) Is how I'm so scared. I want the new Matrix to be so fun. I
1: I like to think that Hugo Weaving does not have to work anymore if he doesn't want to. He's been in like three of the most major genre film franchises (laughs) of the last century. Like he was in Lord of the Rings, he's in the MCU. He's in
3: fucking Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was in Cloud Atlas in some wonderful... <laughs> he was in the
1: interview. <laughs> it was fantastic. There's a natural order to things and those who
2: are... If he's not that... dead, if that, if Agent Smith isn't dead, what's the point of the original trilogy? Like, hopefully, like, they can explain uh, it mean, way, like... There are yeah, several the people one.
0: who are dead in the Matrix that are clearly showing up in the new Matrix. Sure. Up to and including Keanu Reeves. Well, right, Mr. yeah. <laughs> Good point. Sorry. The 20-year-old Silla spoiler. Of
3: the desert. I, I will say this, though... <laughs> <laughs> depending on, depending on, well, however this movie is received, they used White Rabbit in the trailer, and that is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I'm glad a bunch of people probably were either introduced or reintroduced to that song because of it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's probably a great TikTok dance as we speak.
3: It's mm-hmm. one of the only times that I've seen a trailer, you know, pull a song in that way, and I enjoyed it, you know?
0: I, I, I like that more than the sad cover I was you were yeah. uh, you made me think about that because I there was some trailer that used Motley Crue's kickstart my heart, but they like kind of cut it apart and ew really Uh yeah
2: yeah. By but the like, way, wait
3: it, night guy, I like how you already rhymed it there. I appreciated
2: that. Kick, kick kickstart my heart,
3: heart. kickstart <laughs> um, my heart, cut it apart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it the new Saints I've Row see, trailer? Maybe I thought they might have used kickstart. I my hope. Y- or something.
3: I hope yeah, the saddest part though. was the oh yeah. It's like it was just like a wow. oh yeah. Oh. Kickstart my home. No, it's not
2: by Richard Cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reel it in, Michael. Reel it in. All right.
0: Um,
1: right. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Uh, Our favorite cool. series. Cool. That, that wasn't
2: out already. I just assumed all Five Nights uh, at Freddy's no, games that I've it, heard of are. It got out. pushed. This is the big 3D. Finally, they're they're having kind of a. I mean, the games have always been in 3D, but they've been the mm-hmm. security camera games plus the weird spinoffs. Yeah. This is like an actual. I think
1: there have they've been. Hasn't there been like more than one actual 3D? I, I think
2: this is have, the yeah. first big one that's almost yeah. like open yeah. world. Not, not this
3: one. World, yeah, you're know. in the, you're in a mall, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's big. Uh, it's Paul Blart, it's Blart, Freddy Copper, whatever. Yeah,
2: yes, Paul <laughs> Blart. Right. Yes, that's the first Blart, thing Freddy I think Cop. of when I
0: think of Five Nights. It's a good name for the show this week.
1: <laughs> I'm loath to get Scott Coth- give Scott
2: Cawthon too much attention on
0: this show. But. Uh
2: the Gunk coming to Game Pass looks good. That's that third person action adventure game. Um that unfortunately it's, it's comes the out after Steam we record World, folks. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Right? I thought you were I thought you were being dismissive like my dad. All oh, the Gunk coming to Game Pass this week It's a bunch <laughs> no, of malarkey. You know? no. no, there's
1: a game called The Gunk that's coming yeah. to Game Pass.
2: <laughs> Wish it was called The Stuff. I really
3: want to try. Inspired by the movie. Hey Although speaking of another game that sounds like nonsense in the title. Oh,
2: but don't pass this one up because it's actually an excellent game. Yes. Uh
3: Record of Lodus War, Deal It in Wonder Labyrinth. What is that? Please, I have I've never seen this combination of words. Please I, I was trying to sleep
0: me. and these two guys were so excited about this.
2: This is the best Metroidvania of the year. I
3: it's right up there. Um
1: It's better it's, than Dread. Uh, it was on early access for a while and I remember like, I'll give this a shot and like, I think like one or two levels were complete and it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is like one of the best Metroidvanias I've played in a while. It is I take back my
3: snarky comment, the screenshots look really good. Yeah, it is, (laughs) it
1: is on Game Pass, uh, it is... Uh, it's like a, a spin-off story from, there's a, an, an anime called Record of Lodos War that is based on a novel that is based on the, the author's like Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, So none of that matters for this game. None of that matters.
2: (laughs) This is symphony. Other than like a
1: passing familiarity with some of the characters that show up. But yeah, it's basically symphony of the night. One of the coolest things it does is it introduces like this new mechanic where you can bounce arrows off of certain surfaces and like angle them in different directions to cut ropes Mm. or go through small holes or stuff like that. It, It just feels really good to play. Uh, there's like a cool sort of Ikaruga element to it where you can swap between these two different styles of magic. I, I'm a little fuzzy on exactly how it works because it's been a few months since yeah, i played same. this. Yeah, same. I played it
2: on PC because it's been on Steam for quite some yeah. time.
1: But like, you know, you switch to one and you can like you switch to orange magic. You can pass through orange barriers and blue magic, vice versa. Certain magics will hurt enemies differently. Um, so it's it's super good. Yeah. Uh, if you have Game Pass, it's basically free for you. This, this developer team, Ladybug, also has another Metroidvania on there, I think Toho Luna Nights, yeah. that is also <laughs> based on an, uh, anime shmup property
2: i think i think what this game just shows me is like i prefer the castlevania side of things when i talk metroidvanias mm. and so that's why to me personally this is better than dread in terms of the match because it, it has more of the rpg upgrade stuff that the castlevania side has and, and it is a symphony of the night like so uh yeah check it out especially if you have game pass it's it's worth your time but a lot of people would probably just look past this game because of that name they'd be like this is nonsense like one of those anime games it's like no Mm-hmm. It's actually worth your time. Yeah. We got a a game that uh, we talked about with the DLC. So yeah. the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which includes intermission, all caps mission, uh, ah. is coming to PC on the Epic Store this week. So uh, Oh, God.
0: Damn, yeah. the Epic Store is getting some throwing money around. Jesus Christ. People were mm. up in arms about pissed.
3: that being a $70 purchase yes. when I'm like, but guys, it's the game plus the DLC. That makes sense. But
2: but I yeah. think what they're saying is remember, at one point PC games were fifty and console games were sixty for a few True. years there. Yeah. And then PC slipped up to sixty and now they're going seventy because yeah. P-
0: PC gamers have not paid seventy dollars for anything that isn't train Simulator yeah. in, in a long
1: time. <laughs> and and then they pay two thousand dollars like God yeah. intended.
3: <laughs> anyway, I, I think people are I think it's dumb to be upset about this one. However, I believe it was confirm that Forspoken will also be 70 on PC. And like Mm. that, I understand the ire there. More so
2: than here. But. I don't. Anyways. I don't. The the whole. The whole thing of like, hey, the PC premium—you pay a PC premium for your system—and so you should get games for cheaper. I'm like, no, that's that's silly. The games still cost this much to make. There's no reason they should yeah. be ten dollars well, cheaper. The, the on idea PC.
1: before was that they cost ten dollars more on console because of license fees that are involved to the console manufacturers
0: certification.
1: So the the lower price is not because I've invested more in my system; it's because
2: the software developers are not paying yeah. the licensing. It's fee. like
0: it's like compl- it's like complaining about the food prices in Disney. But that mm. ceased being <laughs> the case. <laughs> when
2: steam started taking a similar cut as the console mm. manufacturers right like the, you're you're yeah, thinking pre-steam days when yes boxed products pc was 50 bucks in stores because there was no licensing fee to pay to anybody mm-hmm. but uh,
0: no certification fees yes. which are massive on consoles oh, and yeah. non-existent on pc mm. so right. yeah
2: sorry you can tell I, you get no sympathy from me if if i have to pay 70 bucks for my console games pc gamers
0: yeah, yeah. The, o- the only thing worth getting mad about this week in my opinion is that Bob Ross Pop NFT, which seems like a Ugh. nightmare come true. No, like, did you not see that documentary that shows no. how Bob Ross's family was fucked out of the rights to things? No. and you launch, you launched the first. Yeah, that's the Bob Ross Netflix doc. Is all like on his deathbed, basically, all his children were fucked over in his royalties, and the people who make money on Bob Ross are nefarious vultures, um, and that's why you see all his shit like at like
4: oh,
0: drugstore checkout counters there's bob ross figures i'm like oh this makes me happy oh the reason why is so sad mm-hmm. and now he's pop's first nft as if
2: pop needed an nft
3: Ugh. that's uh that's making me an angry little tree speaking of See? dudes who,
2: who will sell their image to to lots of stuff but in a kind of a positive way danny trejo is in far cry <laughs> 6 this week officially because he, he'd like leaked in there before right yeah, yeah
1: one of my very favorite actors is now in uh in a really and, cool and in
2: fiction, they, they they mention him like basically you get a call from what's the guy who's your mentor the the Garia mentor guy but he he calls you and he's like yeah Danny Trejo he goes wait you, you're telling me like Machete is Danny Trejo so like it's the actor Danny Trejo in the game it's not just like a character he's playing <laughs> Machete I love, that. Mm-hmm.
0: love Danny I, I, what what I just heard Mark Maron tell that story he put him on his show he's like man there's a lot of lines here he's like yeah he's like. Dude, people only pay me for my face. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs>
2: he is great in blood in blood out. I will say that. Bound by honor. Yeah,
3: well big Great and Spy kids.
1: Big, big yes. week for Ubisoft again. I do work for them, but I'm not being paid to promote this stuff here. Uh so Blood Dragon Classic Edition uh Far Cry Three Blood Dragon Classic Edition, I should say, uh is is out now. I think it's like fifteen dollars, or it's included in the season pass. What does what Classic Edition
2: mean? Is it an HD remake? Or it's
1: I, I don't think it's even uh, a remake. It's Remastered. just like this is the new version for newer consoles. Okay.
0: Fun fact: uh I have not. I, there are two Far Cry games I have never finished. Hmm. Six and Blood Dragon. Really? Hmm. I never loved Blood Dragon because the, really? I don't know the whole. I mean, I love. Everything about Blood Dragon, but mm. it also is like, not really a Far Cry it's game. It's on the
2: shorter side though, isn't it? Like if you wanted yeah, to mainline short. the campaign. You know.
0: I know, but it's just like, it's like this, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, it's, it, it's like a Call of Duty campaign in a, in a Far Cry game. Mm. There's nothing open world about it.
1: It's, it's pretty open world.
0: I don't know. I, I just, I, I never, I never really got, got, my head around it. Hmm. But despite, like I can quote lines from the beginning. I love Michael B.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> God
0: damn it.
1: How many times does he say dick shitter? <laughs> um, dick shitter. Yeah, it's also a big week for Ubisoft crossovers because now do we have Danny Trejo. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Valhalla are crossing over. It's It's actually... Two new storylines uh, in each of the games for free. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla gets a new quest line where uh, Eivor travels to the Island of Sky in Scotland. And uh because, you know, oh, you're we there was a vision and, and you're going to meet Rondvi there and you'll fight and then you'll part and never see each other again. It's like, oh, Rondvi, it turns out, looks a lot like Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And who's, who's you know, immortal now for reasons that you'd understand if you'd ever finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which also gets a new free story where Cassandra tries to figure out what to do with her new immortality. That is
0: one of the weirdest DLC announcements. And I I remember saying Assassin's Creed saying it was going like, service game but like that seems like something that would it's the kind of fan service that would come out in a service game the biggest joke Ubisoft ever
2: played on people was saying telling them AC was going every two to three years and yet still giving them more Assassin's Creed than they've ever had before it seems (laughs) nuts it seems Because like those games now are like two to three hundred hour games when you have the DLC and then they do stuff like this and add on, like, I thought I was done I thought I was out of Odyssey just when I I thought thought I'd never touch Odyssey again
1: Mm. Well, uh, you're gonna get even more Valhalla because of
2: Love that, bridging us right into the new our first news item. Uh, yeah, there is an upcoming big expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming March 10th, where you get to play as Odin. Uh, Ubisoft man, tell us all about this.
1: Well, uh, you already have played as Odin technically uh, if you've played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because there are two sequences in the game where you, uh, Valka the Seer gives you uh, some, uh, I, I guess, some, a potion. And you fall asleep and have visions of Asgard and Jotunheim. And, uh, I remember thinking like, well, Asgard's kind of cool. You get the big, uh, rainbow Bifrost bridge and, uh, you're, you're playing as Odin. And you get to explore Viking heaven basically. And, uh, then Jotunheim is like completely turns everything on its ear. It comes much later in the game. It continues the story, but then it's, it's, Odin going to the realm of the Frost Giants, and it turns out the Frost Giants really like their illusions. There's all this weird stuff, like buildings that are only visible when you look at them a certain way, and uh, shape-shifting creatures. It kind of upends a lot of what you think you know about the game, but it, but it's really, secretly, it's all about the first civilization. It's just, you know, this, these events are being interpreted to the mind of a 9th century Viking who knows a lot about mythology. So, yes, Dawn of Ragnarok will involve Odin. They will be traveling to the Dwarven Realm of Svartalfheim, which is under uh, invasion by uh, Muspelheim, which is a, a fiery realm full of lava people. And you'll get a new device called the Hooger Rip. Which lets you uh it lets you rip out like I went to high
3: school with a nickname Hooger Rip (laughs)
1: lets you rip out the hoogers, which are like the souls (laughs) of enemies. Basically you're just stealing your enemies' souls and with those you get certain powers and uh like you can turn into a raven and air assassinate people, or you can disguise yourself as a moose bull or as a Jotun and uh unlock cool abilities on top of that. So
3: Yeah, it's uh and it's gonna be big. Beaten, uh, beaten. God of War to the punch. I was going to say, assume,
2: same too. year as God of War Ragnarok too. Yeah. Interesting. One's the dawn of Ragnarok, though. That's how we yeah. get away with it. So yeah, they think That's they're true. saying
1: one th- like the map is one third the size of England, and uh, they're anticipating like it's it's a big full campaign. Like there's there's a lot of meat there. This isn't just DLC.
3: I know uh, you mean England as as it is in the game, yes, but my mind yes. went not, to not world England, and I was like, England, holy sorry. crap! Yeah. <laughs> one third the
1: size. Of actual England, which in the game is probably <laughs> about the size of like Surrey
2: or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, so yeah, that was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for kind of the game awards news to be last because there's so much to cover there. So let's cover mm. some other stuff. Um, you guys remember, man, this is back in, this shows you how much stuff has changed since 2018. Yeah. Back in 2018, they announced a live action Mega Man movie, uh, tentatively called oh, blah, 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 Mega Man. Better, right? Um, yeah. So it was confirmed this week. It's coming to Netflix. Uh, originally, that project was at 20th Century Fox. That's how much stuff has changed since 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's still in early development. They say, but uh, Netflix will now be the folks that are bringing you the live action Mega Man.
3: Tom Holland is Mega Man just to annoy
1: <laughs> Matt.
0: <laughs> that
2: I would be okay with. Aquafina is Mega Man.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would, I would watch that day one if that were the case. Uh,
3: she'd be a good splash woman probably. Mm, I don't know because, how many villains we're getting, but.
0: Because here's the thing, when this comes out, it's gonna be terrible. Mm-hmm. But oh, what yeah. it'll be is slightly better than however terrible you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yet it'll be canceled faster than when you can watch the last episode of Cowboy Bebop. Well, it's a movie, not a, not a series. So it oh, I you know, see. It's just,
2: yeah, it's I a see. One, one-time that, deal.
1: Jason
0: Stitham as guts, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny Trejo, and I'm a leck man in this movie. <laughs>
3: if we are getting the... I don't remember what game they're from. I want to say, what is it, X6 or X7? The ones that are all... Uh, Guns N' Roses band members. If you do not cast the actual members of the band. (laughs) As their analogs, you have failed.
2: Oh, you got to you got to do Motley Crew and have winded Vince Neil and yeah. You know? like, <laughs>
3: yeah, Mega Man X that
1: does
0: that.
2: Oh, oh I'm I'm Vince, Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs>
4: Vince Man, uh, on, Vince
0: Man, Vince Man, Vince Man, or, or, or Motley Man. Man. Michael, <laughs> Neither
2: one of those I'm, is great. I'm beginning to think Ubisoft doesn't celebrate Christmas because we got more Ubisoft news. Uh Splinter Cell is getting a remake coming out of Ubisoft Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. they uh, Far Cry 16.
3: Confirmed that one. Sam Fisher doesn't have time for Christmas. You know, he's got espionage to do.
2: But it's, it is a return to the series roots. They're saying, um, it's not just going to be a remaster, full remake, stealth. It's going to be the focus, heavy focus on stealth, like the OG Splinter Cell, which, you know, like the whole thing, the original game was sort of a tech demo for shadows and games, which were kind of a new yeah. thing back then. It was... It was the best looking original Xbox game, I think, that ever existed. Yeah. It yeah. was all about lighting and shadows and hiding in the, in the dark. And the, uh, the dev team is saying, we are stealth purists. We want to go back to the roots of the series and give you kind of an, a remade version of that original. It's not gonna be open world, even though it is using the same engine that Ubisoft uses for things like The Division. Um, which so you know that engine can do open world stuff. It's like, now nah, is this is a linear stealth game. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited. Like yeah. if you're not gonna get new Splinter Cell, like, yeah, give me a remake of the original. Okay.
0: Yeah, but this this is also how you get new Splinter Cell. Yep. Mm. I'm yep, I'm not absolutely. sure
1: how much I can say about it, but I did write a whole interview with some of the key uh creative staff members, and you can read that by going to news.ubisoft.com.
0: Now, I want all you can YouTube's conspiratorial people. He wrote the whole interview, man. The interview <laughs> never happened. I
1: wrote it myself.
3: I was <laughs> cracking up at some of the announcement cuz I remember there was uh I guess before the re- the remake was announced, there was like rumors about it like a day or two before and the report it was something like, "Yeah, it's rumor. They say it's going to be uh Assassin's Creed but more stealthy." And all the comments were like, "More stealthy? It's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you can't get more stealthy." What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I saw those articles too, and I, and I was like, oh, those are clearly people who didn't play early Assassin's Creed games because mm. Assassin's Creed has gotten away from a lot of the stealth um, mechanics. Can, they I, had can I tell you a little secret? I
1: have never relied on stealth in an Assassin's nope. Creed game. No.
2: Early games, well, I did. Early what games about I would blend when you in
3: had crowds to, and stuff? What about during the stealth boat sequences in AC three? Okay.
1: If it was like an <laughs> insta fail mission, yes, I would be stealthy. But yeah, like for yeah. most of that series, like. Even, even like the first and second games, like they gave you a reversal that like could instantly kill anything. And, uh, like there's, all the fights are so much fun, why wouldn't you just do that? I was gonna say the
3: combat got really good.
0: As, As far as I got in stealth, an Assassin's Creed game was jumping in a pile of hay. To get 700 soldiers to stop chasing me because I murdered an entire (laughs) family in front of an audience.
2: I always went stealth with the big assassination missions. I I always tried to be unseen. You you
3: try to. Well, I tried to be- (laughs) I I know I tried tried to. to. I I tried to be
2: stealthy in order
1: to set up an assassination. I have never been stealthy as a survival tactic in that game. Mm.
2: Typically what my strategy would be is, Super stealthy to the point where I can do to drop down on the guy and do the kill with my hidden blade. And then yeah, things went to shit, and I'm like, I gotta fight my way out of here now because it's like all I needed was that kill, it'll play the cutscene, and now I'm trying to run out of there, and that's when I engage in the fighting But Anyway, uh Splinter Cell doesn't have that stuff. Splinter Cell's about like, hey, uh maybe. I just hope it a is light. Michael Ironsot. Hmm. I hope so too. Yeah, um Laird. you know, he might be busy with the top gun remake that is that ever coming
1: Let out.
3: Get I believe it's coming in March now. I mean,
1: they keep
2: moving it back. It has to be in Starship yeah.
3: Troopers 0.
2: <laughs> yeah. <hell> yeah. <laughs> uh so the game awards happened and um there's a lot of news uh let's talk winners first. Oh boy.
0: Oh, I was going to say none of it involves the winners and losers, but go ahead.
2: Ah, uh, their game of the year of note. It yeah, takes yeah. two. They actually gave that uh, the the co op game for uh, yeah
0: the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen Warner <laughs> Brothers theatrically released <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, it
2: also won Best Family Game and Best Multiplayer. Um, which is saying something, you know. Mo- mo- normally the multiplayer awards goes to like a big shooter or something like that. Is this this the game I can't play without someone actively at my home? Yeah, and yes. that's that's. The bummer to me is, I'm like, man, I wish I could play that game. I just that's not how I play games. Well, it's I think you can. On, play it's got it. online co-op. Yeah, right? online co-op. You right. Don't, it doesn't have. I'm to not going to play with a co-op. stranger, but
1: it does have to be co-op. Yeah. Yes. But we'd yes. have to be willing to play with one another in order to... And you to... don't know
0: how Never. hard that is, people. Yeah. You really Never. don't. We've done it once in the year 2021. <laughs> uh,
2: some other awards of note. I'm not going to go through all of them. But best narrative goes to Guardians of the Galaxy, which... Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, best I direction, Death Loop, which always feels like the award where they're like, hey, we want to recognize a game that didn't win Game of the Year that people really liked. He mm. tends to get best direction. That's how
0: the Academy does it sometimes, too. Yeah, it's like almost the technically the best game, this one.
2: Or, or sometimes it's like, hey, is did Kojima direct a game this year? He didn't? Okay, let's give it to the other <laughs> game. Uh, best action adventure, Metroid Dread? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would define that as an action adventure game. Yeah.
3: Well, well, when you also have a category called best action. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Went to
2: Returnal, and I yeah. would actually call Returnal more action adventure And Metroid. I mean, I and, would
0: say they're both Metroidvanias to a uh, degree. Yeah. I've I literally never understood The term adventure game and and where that came from. Mm. Genre terms are helpful... But
3: specifically, well, I mean, it came from adventure, yeah. <laughs> the game adventure. But action like. Action
2: adventure used to be, it used to mean more story to your action game. Like, there were cutscenes yeah. and stuff. More, more story, yeah. more exploration.
3: Action yeah. is just like, move right and shoot shit. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to genre breakdowns of games, action and action adventure are the least helpful terms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're almost synonymous, so I don't know why they're ever combined I, together. I, I think,
2: he, I do think they should get away from
0: that. Can you imagine my grandmother? Is this an action movie or an adventure? movie. <laughs> Grandma, I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, it's-
2: just calling a game an adventure game is a whole different thing, right? Cuz that implies know, right. almost a storybook game at this. point. Mm-hmm. like Telltale were adventure games, sure. right? Uh, but anyway, uh best RPG went to Tales of Arise. Absolutely great game. Should be should be uh, Chris Tales, but that's
3: fine. Uh
2: <laughs> sure. Uh best indie went to Kena: Bridge of Spirits, which um also, they also won best indie debut. That was that studio's first game, which uh that game was polished as hell for someone's yeah, first game.
3: I can't wait to see what they do next.
2: Most anticipated twenty twenty two went to Elden Ring, which beats out things like uh yeah, God of War Ragnaroks.
3: So. Yeah, dumb category to have, but hey, people like oh, it is it, Your
2: award show for the previous year, yeah, we'll probably probably have a really, really silly. Them.
3: Again, it's like if the Oscars did a, and the movie we're excited about this year award, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Yes, so, yeah. yeah, but but, but hey, Elden Ring, too. it should be cool. So so yeah. let's
2: let's go through the noteworthy announcements and you guys just stop me when one tickles your fancy. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two. We saw a trailer for that, which looking great. Tails looks great. Sonic looks great.
3: I want to talk br- just very briefly about Sonic Frontiers. Uh, yeah, so,
2: yeah, then the other thing was the open world Sonic game. They showed Sonic Frontiers.
3: Yeah, I am not a big fan of the Sonic games. If you enjoy them... More power to you. I, I don't think any of them are particularly good
0: games, but also uh, uh, go change, go call your mom to change your diapers. <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> stop. Um, that was Chris and not me. I say enjoy or what you call want to your enjoy. girlfriend
0: to change your diaper. Like, I listen. I will insult the in game
3: it. all day, but I won't insult the fans, and that makes me better than you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, uh, But so so there's a game uh, A game called Solar Ash just came out Which is fantastic I'm guessing you guys probably Talked about it in the previous episode Mm -hmm. Um, It's an excellent game and seriously That should be the blueprint For an open world Sonic game Like it is It's exactly what it needs to be And that I have nothing more to say Other than like seriously
2: Because because that game's all about movement, and and the Sonic games tend to fail when you lose your your momentum. Right, Right. that's my issue
3: with Sonic games is they're built inherently in a way that is opposed to what you're supposed to be doing. And I know that's like how platformers and obstacles are supposed to work, but it's just – it's never been done in a way that I feel like – led to speed it only prevented speed if it, you will but it's uh, always
2: been a problem in the series like they're they're designed yeah. so they're supposed to be like a core path of run through this thing as fast as you can and then you're supposed to go explore after your first time playing through the games. Yeah. but yeah i get you but
3: the the idea of an open world sonic game that's cool uh that is a cool idea and mm-hmm. it should be solar Ash with a sonic skin
0: there have been several open world sonic games it's
2: yeah sonic adventure games hilarious. are kind of well yeah. not open world yeah, they have got was, a hub Yeah, Yeah,
0: those are Sonic Adventure is open world in the same way Mario sixty four is open world.
2: Yeah,
1: they're the the hub was part of what made uh, Sonic two thousand six unplayable because it's just like I think maybe they started you off with like a, a silver the hedgehog level something, but I remember like one of the very first things I had to do was. Like do mundane ass fetch quests around this town so that I could save up enough money to buy (laughs) Sonic's shoes so that he could run fast enough to get into the first level, which
0: was broken.
3: So you're saying the secret is in the shoes and Sonic himself is not fast. Yeah,
0: I guess. <laughs> Sonic, we can't open up Green Hill Zone until you go over there and make out with that Republican. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Talk to this old shopkeeper. <laughs> it's going to take a long time.
3: <laughs> Sponsored by Olive Garden.
0: <laughs>
3: anyway, yeah, Alan Wake 2, that's cool. It's yeah, going to be is, a straight up survival horror. Who's that's neat.
2: Who, who's making know. that? Uh, Remedy. Remedy's making that? Yeah, the people who uh, made yeah. the original. I thought
1: yeah. the original was survival horror, but the guys like, no, we just made it as action. It's, like, okay.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. There's definitely, I mean, just like Sam Lake said, there are definitely horror elements, but like, you tell me you're making a survival horror game, I do picture something different.
2: I, I, I thought American Wasteland pace. was more action, and I thought the original Alan Wake was meant to be more. Well, American
3: Wasteland is a skating game, but American Nightmare, <laughs> is American Nightmare, that's more so horror. That's horror. horror. That's when Alan Wake hit
2: that American sweet Nightmare. kick flip, though. the survival horror. Alan Wake's Tony Hawk's American, American Wasteland. Wasteland and he just yeah. I'm an author
0: <laughs> and a pro skater, and a- and Alan Wake, uh, Alan Wake is above all else a thermos collecting simulator. Yeah. I had to get all the thermits. Sponsored by Energizer Battery. I think
1: American Nightmare is an underrated comedy masterpiece because it does shit like, you know... It, they license uh, that Kasabian song uh, "Leadfoot" or whatever the hell it was called that was yeah, on the which radio. Which is why all the it's time. not available any longer. And, mm. and and like he actually like writes that into the search as Kasabian uh, crescendoed <laughs> on the radio. Wow.
3: <laughs> this as satellite Vince Neil, as Vince Neil yeah. <laughs> tore into kickstart <laughs> <laughs> by honk. <laughs> uh,
1: <Kick-stalk> this, <laughs> this piece <by> of <laughs> debris in space hit the satellite, knocking it off course. And oh boy. Yeah.
2: Um, Hey, uh this one's exciting to me. Monolith, makers of the Shadows of Mordor, Shadow of War mm-hmm. games. They're making Wonder Woman, a mm, Wonder Woman yeah. game. I never that's, saw
3: it coming, but that's a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That
2: one came out of nowhere. And it's and it's it's going to have the Nemesis system. Really? Sweet. Yeah, cuz they 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 patented that, right? They they own the rights to that system. If
3: that works in such a way that the top tier of the Nemesis system is one of those grunts becoming like a named comic book villain, Perfect
0: needs. Oh, that's awesome! Like, I don't know Colin... if that's going
3: to be the case, but like it should be.
2: <laughs> I mean, anything can beat the villain from Wonder Woman eighty four. So why not, mm-hmm. um, Morty, you oh, you wishes, Morty? You don't want to mess with this guy. Literally made wishes, Morty. You don't. That's the true villain of that
3: movie. Star
2: Wars Eclipse is a new game by that is Quantic Dream. The weirdest licensing agreement I've yeah, ever heard yeah. of. It's like,
3: I'd be more excited if it was from anyone else. That looked so good, but then like.
1: Uh, game.
3: yeah the I someone in a in a different group chat was like so that trailer looked really cool like is it what, but what kind of game is it and i was like well this <laughs> is who it's by ring. so and he was very disappointed what
0: when kind I told of game him. is it let me do my best french accent it does not exist yet the genre which this game is in <laughs>
2: <laughs> anakin buy me a ballon anakin
3: press x to jedi
2: from my perspective, the Jedi are the bad guys. Um, <laughs> Among Us is coming to VR, which is like, I want to know what that's like to get killed in VR in Among Us. That'd be kind of cool. I um, mean,
3: how, <laughs> you how do you do in that? Reality. It's probably kind of similar. It's still like, yeah.
2: how do you
0: like, unless they're making a whole new game, that's going to be like reading a... Reading a fucking Garfield comic strip in VR, like how? how is... Oh, good foreshadowing.
3: I'm going to bring up Garfield a little later. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Not in news, by the way. <laughs>
2: Uh It's probably like Tony's death in Sopranos. It just goes cuts to black right away, like cuts out your your goggles, and then yeah, know. that's the fun part about this mm-hmm. multiplayer
0: mode. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dune is finally <laughs> returning to the space, video game man. world with a 4X game. Of course, it is a 4X nice game. Nice that can, yeah, you can't do anything Dune without it being overly well, complicated. Well, I mean,
1: Dune practically invented the RTS genre, so I yep. I think of it as like, yeah, this is a return. Yep. Like that that genre has been, or that that series has been given an open door to come back.
2: But yeah. it's been almost like twenty years, I think, since one yep. of those old yep. PC games. Uh They showed off gameplay of Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. This is the one by by Rocksteady. It is mm-hmm. way more actiony. Like I, I was, you know, the if you look at the Batman games, like Gotham Knights, this is mm-hmm. really they, different.
3: They, yeah, like there's a weight to Batman moving around. There's a lot of deliberate. But then, yeah, you're for. I mean, King Shark is a little more weighty, right? But like, yeah, you look at your your other heroes and they move. In very different ways.
2: I'm kind of nervous about this one. After seeing seeing it in action, I'm like, oh, this how, this isn't maybe the rock steady game that I want them to. Make. I'm not because <laughs> I think
0: they were always kind of good with that anyway. If you played Origins, making a lighter Batman game, and it's supposed to be a co op actioner, and I, I I hasten to say this, but it, uh, I'm looking through my movies, favorite movies of the year, and like that Suicide Squad movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I loved it so much more the second time I watched it and can't wait to watch it again.
2: Um the Peacemaker
3: series. Oh man. That's soon. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It's like second week of January or something. I
2: don't know if this one's soon, but coming next year I think for sure, finally we're gonna get Hellblade two and that gameplay trailer the, so it was cutting Oof. back and forth between cinematic stuff and then real time gameplay, but I couldn't tell when it moved from one to the other. Like you it really looks, have to look close. That, it that looks really good. It looks really good. It looks so yeah.
3: good. And I love that it seems, you know, the, the first game, you know, it, it, first of all, spotlit, um, mental health issues in a, in a fantastic way. It absolutely deserved all the acclaim it got for that. And, you know, I, I like that, you know, sort of Senna struggle was like kind of reckoning with those voices in her head. And in this game, they're still very much present, but it seems like, She's kind of harnessing them more like to her benefit in a way, you know? Yep. I think just conceptually I want to see that.
2: Uh, let's see, a Plague Tale Requiem, which is the uh, follow up to Plague Tale Innocence, got a new trailer and announced a Switch version, but it's going to be one of those cloud games on Switch where, you know, Switch can't run yeah. this game natively. Still never but, played mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did notice finally like, Game Pass updated my shit and it's like cloud game. And it says right there, like, but this will play better if you download. It. Yeah, of course,
2: of course. Yeah. yeah, even with the best internet connections, it's not going to be the same. But um, it was like
0: I've never, I haven't seen because they one defaulted it for a game last week, and now they recommend I don't do that.
2: <laughs> so uh, Microsoft, you know, it's it's kind of the big Bungie, uh, not Bungie Anniversary, but it is the Bungie Anniversary. But also, it's like a big Halo, 3-4-3. Halo thing with Infinite. They showed off that TV series; uh, it's looking good. It's, you know, yeah, yeah uh, you I mean, know what? um I
0: am a superhero who is uh, made of free time, so why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I didn't see much, but uh, Slitterhead is a new horror game from the creator of Silent Hill. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. saw that one. Oh, yeah, I, I
3: saw it. All right. I can't unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the
2: face is unse- splitting
3: open. Yeah, can't unsee it. Can't forget that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted uh, the other day. I want Slater Kinney to write music for Slitterhead just because they <laughs> sound the, the same. <laughs> uh, there's someone I saw. I don't. Someone on Twitter was like, Slitterhead is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard," and I worked in porn. That <laughs> like tweet. Somebody. <laughs> sent okay. Out. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But I dev I do want to see more of that game. I am, I am no. intrigued. Like it, it to to creep me out is a good thing when it comes to media because it really happens and it means I want to see more of what you got going on.
2: Sure. Uh, that long-delayed Lord of the Rings Gollum game got a new trailer. Oh, yeah. Still, no release date. Oh, Gollum
3: no. looks—they
1: definitely cuted him up for the game, make him more relatable. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. He's
2: everyone's favorite weird, looks morph less like the Keeper.
0: Now get prepared for a parkour shooter the likes you've never seen before. <laughs> Gollum's active reloads are on point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One day, Gollum set out to make the world's fastest motorcycle against all odds. <laughs> <ours. laughs> He calls it His imagine, Precious. Just
3: imagine Gollum just kicking the, the like, rubbing back the ignition and just mm. brrr, got, like, a babe, like, hanging onto his shoulders behind him on the back. Talk my honk, is, the is blaring on the, on the radio.
2: 450 horses as it has, it has yeah. a precious. Whoa, yeah! <laughs> born to be wild master baggins chrissy talk about shooters cupheads Please. the delicious last course dlc finally coming. Like they on they st-
1: stage musical number hell yeah Yay.
3: They did, i also it took me and i'm not alone until now to realize not this podcast but like seeing that trailer mm-hmm. that delicious last course is uh DLC, it's DLC. Hey, yeah. took I me a while to not like, Why that. are they?
1: That's such a weird name. Delicious last course.
2: Oh, DLC.
1: Yeah. yeah. The I've LC been Island.
3: anticipating that thing for like, what, two or three years mm-hmm. and it just occurred to me.
2: It's like yeah. when uh, DS games used to do that and you're like, what a weird... Mm-hmm. Oh, DS. Yeah, the Deadly
3: Silence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dick yeah. Suck. Mm-hmm. Super <laughs> Mario Dick Suck. Wasn't was <laughs> I, I don't, don't recall so playing many that games. one. Named Dick Suck, come on. <laughs> Dick Slitterhead. <laughs> or the hidden, the
4: hidden Dick Slitterhead
3: Private Eye. I just about to make verbatim the same joke. There's secret
0: letters in Mario Galaxy that highlight... You are Mr. Gay. <laughs> that's that's
2: what that plaque actually said. You know the one that uh, Well, that they was a reference to you. "So Long, Gay Bowser." You know,
0: yes, right. when that. I retire from podcasting, please hand me the plaque that says <laughs> "You are Mr. Gay,"
2: and, and I'll take <laughs> it on my wall. Oh boy! Hey, forespoken. Forksporken. Forksporken. The Flurken Furgen Turgon <laughs> is coming to the Merken Furgen Furgen May 24th. Forspoken is coming May 24th. That's the square school. Square RPG, right? Yeah. Uh, Saints Row had a new trailer showing off some shooting and wacky costumes. It wouldn't be Saints Row without some wackiness for you wacky kids.
3: And more Motley crew. And I yeah. think, actually, for real, not even
2: a joke. Uh, Steel Rising, new steampunk action game coming 2022. Did you guys check any of that out? I don't, I,
3: I know I saw the trailer because I watched, but this is not ringing a bell. Okay.
2: Uh, the one that rings a bell for me, uh, and resonated with me, Metal Singer is oh, yeah. Doom as a rhythm game with a metal soundtrack. Uh, sign anybody me up.
0: got any Vince Neil references for this? <laughs> like, we've been doing it the whole
2: time. I'm the
3: same, the same one. <laughs> I'm ready for this game to kink
2: stalk my heart, Chris, we said metal, not glam rock bullshit. Yeah, okay. you know, uh, uh, and we'll then stop. finally, Star Trek Resurgence is a new choice-driven adventure game. See, there you go. Uh, mm. Created by former Telltale Games developers. so
3: Starring Tyrak in virtual reality. <laughs>
2: Better. <laughs> Tyrak will remember that. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of news, but that is all the news that's fit to <laughs> play. Wow.
1: Uh, alright, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, you might remember, was, what's your price limit for console accessories? Uh, Tony, you weren't here last week. What is your price limit, i.e. the most you
3: have ever spent on a gaming accessory? Yeah, I'm, so I was thinking about this, and I, I think some other folks answered similarly in in your comments here. Um but I think my answer is like the $70 DualSense controller uh I got one of the uh i think it's is is i think it's called midnight black
2: uh that one that it, released. is that the yeah yeah they have the red one and the black one, yeah
3: yeah, yeah, and new colors coming soon as well yeah um but uh i think i really think that is it um thinking back over the accessories i've purchased over the years i i don't buy many peripherals, but I think that one is it um, and i think that I got one of those like custom uh, like the Xbox Labs controllers as well uh, for cool. PC gaming. Uh, I gave it the framework color scheme.
2: <laughs> of course you did. Uh,
3: <laughs> and I believe that was around the
2: same price. I'm waiting for that Forza 5 version to go on sale. Like, I just know that eventually people are going to be like, this isn't that great looking, and then they're going to sell it for cheap. And that's when I'm going to snatch it up because I think it looks oh, amazing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't taken the dive on the Xbox Labs stuff. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
3: do.
1: well, I don't doubt it. A man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, Historically, oh, yeah. my limit has been $140, <laughs> assuming the original Rock Band bundle minus $60 for the discounts. Uh, for the disc counts. Sorry, Was not, that not $200 discounts. when it came out?
0: It yeah. was, yeah, yeah. It was expensive, yeah. my, my My roommate bought that and moved out and left it. I never had to buy the instrument.
3: It was a uh, joint, uh, joint present for my brother and I. Mean, I. Wow. Uh also I need to amend my answer I think PSVR is actually the most expensive yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that was a little little bit more
0: yeah. anyways I I, Kaiser so say that at the end of the last episode.
3: Also, man riding woman riding motorbike, I think, is how we just described the column game. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I'll probably blow this out of the water when PSVR 2 comes out, which I expect will be at least $300. Oh, easily. Of Mm -hmm. course, both of these are surpassed by my $400 and growing amiibo collection. Not that (laughs) any of them get used as accessories with any regularity. Huh?
2: That's how they get you. Charge I, you twenty I bucks. I really
1: a time. wish
0: I. I remember the listener who sent me like forty-five of these things. What? But I, I put them. Yeah, like he was said he was ashamed of himself uh, that he bought two of everything, and it's just this giant nightmare. He doesn't want to collect them anymore. Mm. If I pay the shipping, he'd send them to me, and it came in a box big enough to fit a mummy. <laughs> and he pa- he packed them well. Wow. Um. And and I put them on my wall, and I am like. 16 shy of filling the wall but also i hate amiibos and don't want to buy them <laughs> and i, I went, like i went and took did you see that that zelda uh in in, in what is it lull wing i forget it's from oh, the, the, the loft wing yeah yeah it's from the worst Zelda game ever made. Lowling, what is that? And, um,
3: wing? Like the lowling. Yeah, that's that's
0: yeah yeah. That's, 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 when, that's when your that's jet pilot
3: laughs at you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a meme only me and Tyler Wilde know about. Don't make me. Fa- sounds like... <laughs> um, and, and and I went to go buy it, and it was like, yeah, that'll be twenty nine ninety nine. Like. Well, my wall's gonna have a bare spot. I'll never buy another fucking one of these. Why is the worst Zelda Amiibo twenty nine (laughs) ninety nine? Horrific! Because it's deluxe size. It's bigger than normal. It's not. It's not bigger at all. No, it's the exact same size. No, it's not bigger in the slightest. Hmm. Um, Seriously, go like go look at your local GameStop. It's the same size of all the Monster Hunter Amiibos, which have appeared out of nowhere, and I want. But because of stomach surgery, I'm poor.
2: Chris, wow. I wish you were a YouTuber on YouTube.com so that you could make content of you just running full speed into your wall of amiibo and demolishing all of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be our great. <laughs> I, I,
3: I would love to see that. I mean,
0: <laughs> if, if, I, if I do that, if, I, if you ever see that, remember, I'm very close to suicide. But I want <laughs> so, you to...
3: But I want you to make that video and not put it on YouTube. I want you to send it to someplace like Pornhub with just all caps. Man runs into Amiibo wall. Yes.
0: I'll tag it with all Hamilton details so I can get in the list of all the, the great Hamilton Broadway. Got to be someone's kink up.
2: out there somewhere. Yeah. Oh,
0: Meebo's. But I have bought uh, amiibo a few amiibos. play, yes. I have bought a few Amiibos in like over the course of five years. Like, I don't want to think about how much I spent on them. Because if you've never seen my old vinylmation addiction, every time I look at that like I would I'm ready to throw these away Mm -hmm. and this is like three big screen TVs spread out over like seven years. Ugh.
2: Damn. The thing with collecting is like collect something you love. Like I I I I do love them. I've spent hundreds of dollars in Disney Park themed books over the yeah. years, right? But yeah, like, me too. I love that shit, right? So yeah, I don't feel guilty about it at all. Uh, at Shy Guy Fieri might feel guilty about this one, but probably not. A few years back, I bought a BVM- Twenty F one U F one U too, buddy, broadcast monitor for seven hundred dollars to play all of my old games in beautiful RGB. Damn. Sonic looks so gosh darn good he says goddamn, but he didn't even spell goddamn correctly. You join it. The two Ds go together. Anyway, good on this thing that I just want to give the little guy the old Okay, no, I'm not gonna. Yeah, say he's these still old, give
1: him the old reach around. Give it's, Sonic no. a reach
2: around. <laughs> he wants to give Sonic a. Re- no, play with his chili dog. Come on. No, but, but I, I
1: don't because <laughs> Sonic says that's, that's no, good. no good. No good. No good. No
3: good. That's no good. <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> don't play near the
0: radioactive pit.
2: <laughs> give me the old reach around sonic
0: what are you doing on reddit get off deviant up.
2: art dude like come on <laughs> trying to figure sonic. out how joe joe
0: biden is delivering fresh children to tom hanks sonic is that the q for forum that's no good <laughs> that is no good tails
3: you don't understand it all makes sense <laughs> he wore red shoes once
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dems don't have the cool celebrities.
2: QAnon has Sonic. It's great. Kid Rock, the pillow guy, it's awesome. No, oh, Sonic man. the Hedgehog. You know, if you rearrange the letters in Sonic's name, it spells coins.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs>
2: coins, loose change, nine
3: eleven. It all adds it. up. Oh, my God.
0: It's mind-blowing. I should make oh, a new man. JFK movie.
4: 30, um, thirty twenty oh, ten this week.
0: Uh Philip Longette says on the latest time Facebook community, my most expensive accessory is my racing wheel and seat. The wheel is a Logitech G twenty nine and the seat is the next level racing F hyphen GT as they Boy as that I well,
3: uh, that's an unfortunate kind of collection of letters there. Why would they name a product like that? Jesus FGT.
0: It's what the Forza people have on their development wall. Um the as hyphen a hyphen just pair, makes it look they, like something
3: they, was deleted. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. The hyphen in the middle of it makes it look like Don't Oh name god, a I like didn't this. think
1: of
0: that at all. <laughs> <It's>, it was <laughs> no. the first thing I saw oh, when no. I looked at it. I
3: was like Okay, sorry. Do you re- <laughs> sorry? Uh, uh, no, no.
0: They, they should learn. They should learn. <laughs> uh as a pair they total about uh 1150 Australian. Um, if I have to split bucks, them and uh US. split them the chair is eight hundred dollars. Oh but God. what am I willing to spend? Woof. has a new Gran Turismo model available for pre order that is seventeen hundred Australian dollars. I'm tempted. Uh it's a direct model, so it's a real step from what I currently have, real step away from what I currently have, and I've been putting money aside for the PSVR two since it was revealed. Ten dollars a week. Very smart, Philip. Uh so I have a fair bit of money put aside, but uh without a release date or pricing into the new headset I'm thinking about splurging <gasps> on this. It's only
2: money. Question mark.
3: Mm. Yeah. Racing Ooh. seats, that's a whole other ballgame, man, but yep. yeah, it's there.
2: I know a lot of non gamers who have like those expensive racing rigs, yeah, like when, that's when, um, all they have, right? When that's, um yeah. you know, I think the
0: closure of OXM I got a racing uh Xbox three sixty racing wheel with pedals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't think much of it, but, and Grimm had sort of like threatened, like, you do anything with that? I'm like, I mean, I do like it, but I don't really never use it. And then when I, I went to Florida with my arcade friends and like, that is the best racing wheel we can use to fix old racing games. Hmm. Um, how much do you want for that? <laughs> Cause it's like hmm. a, a part that is not being manufactured for old racing games.
1: Huh.
3: Uh, Bobby Midkiff the second, or Bobby Midkiff Ill, if you're a rapper. I don't know. I don't know what your business is. <laughs> or Bobby
1: Midkiff uh, the sequel. Yeah, two. He could be two if he's a sequel. That's true. Yeah. You could be a clone be
3: of the original Bobby, Bobby Midkiff. I. I. Uh, either way, they say, I'm going to say my limit is probably $100, and the one time I spent that much was when I purchased Final Fantasy XI Online for my original wow. PS2, oh, yeah. which came with a hard drive you had to install in your system that... to be able to run the game. Yep.
2: He put a picture here and it's a hard drive ass hard drive, like a straight up (laughs) internal hard drive. I I have that
1: thing. Yes. It is, is like a big ass three and a quarter, 3.5 inch hard drive that you, like there was an expansion bay in the back of like OG PS2s. You open it up. You had to put it in and then cap it with the online adapter. Like you had oh to have gosh. both. One would like the the hard drive does, would not work
0: without the adapter.
3: Does that mean it's unplayable on a Slim?
0: Yes, it means they yes. every single new. Well, wow, I can't remember. I, there might have been an Ethernet port in the Slim.
2: Isn't Eleven still running? Like people still play Eleven to this yeah, day. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, but but
1: you had to have the hard drive for Eleven. Like it use it. They would, like, and that was my first experience with like I'm going to play an MMO for the first time and. Oh, it's just downloading a bunch of shit and making me wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh yes,
3: it is updates. it is still going and um uh Brendan of uh of Brandon. the Brandon. of the closing up uh uh b you know some oh, of those folks Brandon. have been around these shows mm-hmm. before. Uh he uh runs uh, a YouTube channel called The Crawl and he had a video about how we started playing that game this year.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. I love the promo shot here cuz it's like <laughs> They have the game box post next to the collector's box within like the hard drive. There's no way to make this hard drive look like professional and pretty. So it's just, like this, Yeah this it's just, straight
0: like, up hard drive. <laughs> hard yeah, drive. it also has like its own mount set yeah. on it. It's got yeah. a little I Say, I that's... hope
3: it's proprietary, just as an extra middle finger. Like you can't put this in your <laughs> in your computer afterwards.
1: I mean, I it's think amazing. it was just like a normal hard drive, but like there there was maybe some proprietary code that would prevent you from just running out and buying any hard drive. Well, also the mounting oh. hardware.
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
3: Give you a little segue here. Speaking of Everything we just talked about with that game and Final Fantasy XIV, and you know the theme of of this episode. I'm sure there's going to be some people asking why Endwalker was not in the top five. Oh uh, yeah, we should have given. No, one, sure here it. Yeah. <laughs> no I mean, one here plays it. Yeah, no one here plays it. But
1: that's why. That's the, sp- yeah. <laughs> the long and short of it.
3: But a lot of folks do, and they are loving that DLC. Yeah. So hey, more power to you if you were enjoying it. I'm sure it's great. Just none of us have played it. Yeah. The only FF14 I played is before it rebooted <laughs> and got any okay. good. Because yeah. I was freelancing and they wanted a class guide or something. I think I
2: so, played around shadow. Yeah. Is Shadowbringers was the name of that one mm-hmm. expansion? That's right?
3: one I, of them. I, that's that's when I tried it. The one
1: with with your favorite boy Tom Holland advertising.
3: Hi, I'm Spy Demand and everything else Matt hates is <laughs> DLC. <laughs>
2: I will forever look like an adolescent boy.
3: Joke's on you. I'm a thousand years old. (laughs) I'm like Timothy Chalamet, but less creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Less creepy. But I will be in Dune 2 again, just to piss Matt
1: off. (laughs) I'll be Fade Ralfa. No, use my the, the character's full name this time. Anyway. I'm in sorry. my
0: day, the men were men, and they had drinking problems, and I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I just I, so you just did a great Adam Carolla.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Adam Carolla. We didn't have head. emotions.
1: We just drank
3: ourselves to death.
0: Right. I don't yours, know yours is
3: getting a little Jack right. Nicholson. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like
1: it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women aren't
0: funny, and bananas don't cut themselves. I hate everything new. <laughs> <laughs> Look
1: at my Wait, new. Is he complaining that bananas don't cut themselves?
0: Yeah, it's just something I discovered over the weekend, and I spun it into nine hours on my podcast. Uh. Bananas do cut themselves,
3: but only after they've been through some stuff in their life, you know?
2: For, for folks that used to hear him on K-Rock in L.A., he just became his Mr. Bircham character, who was That's like so the, the old uh, shop teacher character. A little
0: something I learned in Denang.
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. man. All right. A new question of the week. What was your favorite DLC or expansion this year? Um, I'm sure a lot of you are going to say, uh, and Walker. Have at you. And, uh, I, yeah, I, mine, I think, um, it's, it's sort of like, I, I really enjoyed, uh, Wrath of the Druids to name something that wasn't no, in our top five sure. list. Yeah. Uh, for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you get to go to Ireland and you get to fight people with sickles and there's like a bunch of cool hallucinogenic stuff. But, uh, yeah, Voss Insanity, I think really That's surprised nice. me with how addictive it is because like on paper, it's like, that sounds like it'll be fun for maybe five minutes. Oh no. Oh no, it's so good. I can't stop yeah, playing it.
0: There's not enough game to hold how fun it is. Hmm. And uh, that's my only complaint about it. Uh, and I don't have, that's mine too. Uh, so I just want to say from here, I'm glad Animal Crossing didn't make it and I hope all its DLC gets nuked from
2: orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. I, uh, I got to give it to, um, well, my actual one is Iki Island. I thought it was great. One that, I, but because that was already on our list, I'll just talk about one that had so much potential. I just wish there was more to it. I really liked what the Man Eater Truth Quest DLC started to do, but it was just too short. Like even with the oh, the whole point of this is supposed to be getting the hunters and stuff. I just wanted there to be more um because I liked what was there, but it literally it only took me a couple hours to I feel like it, but. it
1: didn't really deliver on its promise. Um which was like, you know, pushing this idea of like, oh, this vast conspiracy and you're gonna see all this weird sci-fi shit, and then like we got some animals with the same like powers that your shark has, by and large. And yeah. then yeah. there's like a big uh volcano base that you didn't get to go anywhere near. And uh, some New World Order troops or whatever.
2: Yeah, but at the N-W-O? end, of the day, it, was, oh, it was still more Maneater, yeah. which I really enjoyed Maneater. Uh, so I I like yeah. that. But again, it just didn't last long enough. Actually,
1: that's one of my favorite parts that they, they played. They leaned into the NWO bit, like Chris just said, and into uh, Thunder in Paradise with like a Hulk Hogan character who uh-huh. drives around Wonderful. in a stealth boat.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Where's our Thunder in Paradise reboot? Mm. Nowhere, nah, no
2: need. We're good. Yeah. We're, good. I know we're good. It's, it's <laughs> Somewhere
0: behind the Simon and Simon reboot. Like, all that shit you don't care about, but there's not enough channels to complain.
1: Remaster yeah. the Thunder in Paradise uh, FMV game.
0: Yes. <laughs> Just let me watch that Watch that intro and watch a dog being hurled <laughs> into the water for no reason in the intro of that show. I'll
2: never forgive that show for sounding like a Jimmy Buffett album. Mm.
0: I'm thundering paradise. It's thundering paradise. my fat ass wife. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Jimmy Buffett song Bum Bum sounds like. It's
2: paradise.
0: <laughs> Adultery and Key West. I
2: like mine <laughs> with Hulkster and his phantom boat. On a... I don't know.
0: I think I said it. that on, on on a podcast, but if you remember my friend Aaron, he's been on the show. We were, at, we were staying at a beach house paid for by a rich parent of a friend. And they had so many rooms, they invited us all down there. And we're out there listening to his new wife talk about how great Jimmy Buffett is. And he is a musician, and he just like... <clears throat> and, and I can see his wife like rubbing his shoulders like, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> how principled Aaron is. And then she, she starts getting like, but no, no, his lyrics. I think he's a modern-day poet. And he just like throws his... That's it! I'm gone! I'm like... I'm not staying here for me. like I can't listen to this. I can't stay at the beach for free. I don't mean to this insult Jimmy Buffett.
2: I like Jimmy Buffett. I told you guys I spent the New Year's Eve between nineteen ninety nine and two thousand at a Jimmy Buffett concert. It's great to go party to. I would never claim it's like, oh yeah, he's the musician of of our lifetime. Like, it's no. it's very strange. He's a good party musician, you know, you go and you get drunk and listen to Jimmy Buffett tunes. It's Jimmy fine.
0: Jimmy Buffett's um, bus renter, if I can call him that lives across the street from my parents and every, like once a year he comes into this town and just destroys the whole street with his pres- And <laughs> the-
2: I, I know TL's a fan as well we both share that love yeah. of Jimmy Buffett TL's
0: <laughs> got to be a Jimmy Buffett fan if it sucks and people don't like it <laughs> TL's going to be a fan
2: <laughs> he, he is a bit of a contrarian i not give you that <laughs> I wouldn't say T.L. and I are Parrot Heads, but we like we like Jimmy Buffett. We're more Slitterheads. I would call us Slitterheads.
0: Slitterheads. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. Oh, my God. I would love to see him in Key West at a Parrot Head concert. That, God damn it.
1: Oh. Tony, did you already say what your favorite T.L. Uh, is?
0: No, it isn't. Um,
3: Man, it's not going to be as funny after all that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, probably Garfield from uh, Nickelodeon
0: all Stars. So fucking fun. I went off on of it last week. It's great. I don't think there's any truth to him being unplayable on Monday. On Monday. No. <laughs> there isn't also,
3: there isn't also, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, when Michael asked me to be on tonight, I was like, sure, love to. And then you were like, it's top five DLCs. I was like, alright, let me see what came out this year. And, oh, I have played Literally no DLC that came out this year, so yeah. I'm gonna be a good podcast guest and riff and throw in a couple like jokes, but ugh, I've played none of this. Um but uh, my answer is, is probably the like Demi Fiend stuff they put in a Shimigami Tensei 5. Hmm. They brought like a, the protagonist from 3 into 5 as an optional boss. Oh, that's cool. Um nice. but I, one thing I will say briefly that I think is just super cool, it's not from this year, so it wouldn't qualify for the top 5, but mass effect legendary edition came out um and there was one piece of dlc missing from that it was like a combat thing from the first game pinnacle station because the source code was gone but modders actually managed to rebuild it and you can get it if you're playing the pc version of legendary edition and i just think that's a really cool like game preservation tale did did EA
0: say they were gonna like oh cool can we use that or or is that gonna be i
3: think it's a mod in kind of thing okay um, but well, I think it's like really something they would, they cool that they of money to incorporate Yeah.
1: Okay, so double question of the week here. Answer this week's question. What was your favorite DLC or expansion this year? But also, since we are not going to be able to answer this on next week's show, and we are going to have a new question of the week then, you can also answer what is your personal game of the year for 2021? Let us know. The answer to both these questions, go to VigigameApocalypse.com, answer under the comments for episode 450. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Uh, let's go out with some plugs. Tony, once again, where can people find you?
3: Uh Yeah, well, you can find me Uh, on a YouTube channel called Framework. To get there, it's youtube.com slash channel slash framework video. Uh, a whole bunch of video game essays, including stuff on some games we talked about tonight. Uh, those come out every other week. And, uh, I'm really proud of them. I think they're pretty fun and good quality stuff. So, uh, check them out. I put myself in a spaceship in this last one. Uh, it's about Solar Ash. It's a real good game. Uh, and then my personal Twitter's at Chaingun Pope if you want, you know, non-gaming stuff.
0: Usually movies and music. I hope to hear Tony in an upcoming laser time. Uh, if that's you know a spoiler. it. I'll be there. Um, and then you can hear 30 2010 this week. I was. There's so many things to be excited to talk about JFK, 1010, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. But um, I, I have never been so nostalgic for my 20s than watching Fellowship of the Ring again for the mm. first time in like 10 years. It. It's uh oh I, I think that's sort of my generation Star Wars. Um it feels really good and, and is is also tainted by prequels. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both yeah, both
1: George Lucas and Peter Jackson have done the shitty prequel thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 For money, but like uh I love Fellowship of the Rings so much. Mm-hmm. It was so fun to talk about with uh Sarah and I. So check that out. Patreon dot com slash laser time will have extra extra content. Uh bonus times, um, uh, 30 2010 games we can get back to that and uh, oh god classic corner there's a, and a ton of vga uh content is there now um including deeper looks in like ghost of tsushima final fantasy 7 and something new coming um by the end of the year Sig of star wars hopefully is happening again um yeah i gotta shit yes. i'm really like using all my telepathic <laughs> powers to push my turds back into my butt. I ate dinner at my <laughs> parents' right. house that involved the milk. And tomatoes and, like, a bunch of Jesus. shit I never fucking uh, my favorite Italian dish, milk tomatoes. Hey, milk and oh. tomatoes. What's <laughs> that, frozen mixed vegetables? Never seen them before. Carrot squares. Delicious. Uh, milk and tomatoes, it's to
3: cover <laughs> up the taste of the Dulcolax. Uh, Police uh, so arrested mob leader John Milky Tomatoes Biladucci <laughs> today.
0: <laughs> we called him that because he always milked his tomatoes. What are you doing <laughs> in your garden? I'm milking my tomatoes. Milking my tomatoes. And. <laughs>
2: guy is wincing at my reference. All right. uh, <laughs> speaking of the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want Milky Tomatoes. We recorded one of my favorite pieces right. of content that we record. Um, we'd, same thing we did last year where if you like our Game of the Year shows but are curious how we reached the particular order we did. Uh, you can get that if you are a member at patreon.com slash laser time at the five dollar or more level per month uh it's the game of the year ordering show I don't know what you'd call it but it's us it's it's me Michael arguing. and Chris arguing for an hour and a half about how we arrive at this order it's always fun and always mean. makes for great content so yeah, we can uh, just talk so gonna... for like two days afterwards
1: because hmm. <laughs> we'll fight um <laughs> fight 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 yeah. fight. Uh, As always, you can visit us online at com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse, And, you know, while you're there, follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Tyrak wishes you
3: happy holidays and a great new year.
1: my honk kickstock my honk <laughs> Big Mac 103 <laughs>
3: Hey, awesome. Please, please make it the break music But don't explain why <laughs> <laughs> Maybe leave this in his bonus audio I don't know, but like, please put that in And don't explain it
0: yeah, Every time he goes wow! <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> they just put up a picture of Bruce Lee <laughs> Yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> He came out of the chorus and he went Woo, Freddy's gas
2: There's our bonus audio Which will be the explanation mm, So there <laughs> you. Oh, Ooh, Perfect. Gray. Oh, it's
3: so funny <laughs>